Blog Talk Radio. Stadium on Saturday was 69 to nothing. So how there can there be so much to talk about tonight as we journey down the mountainous road that always is Kane Sport Live? You have the Kane's quarterback situation. We've beaten up the Eric King, who has moved around to practice a little bit this week. But that certainly doesn't mean that he's going to be ready to go Thursday night against Virginia. So assuming King is unable to play for a second straight game. Did everyone like what they saw from Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia? Did they like it enough to feel comfortable going into a game that is looking like it could be a shootout with Virginia's offense putting up ridiculous numbers so far this season? And then you have a lineman game. Kirk Herbstreit's comments on ESPN Game Day Saturday criticizing the Miami administration, which prompted Manny Diaz to come to his boss's defense yesterday at the start of his weekly press conference. You have former safety Benny Blades asking that the administration and Blake James have a meeting with him to discuss the future of the program. And then in the meantime, you have the fan base that's all but demanding that Manny Diaz play the younger players on the roster after watching the vets lose to North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Alabama, and Michigan State in the last four games against reasonable competition. Those younger players obviously include five-star defensive tackle Leonard Taylor, who debunked rumors that he was upset at his lack of playing time and looking into a transfer to Florida in his blog today at canesport.com. That's a lot of distractions as the Hurricanes get ready to kick off ACC play Thursday night at 8 o'clock sharp with a primetime date against Virginia. We're going to talk about all of that and more tonight as we embark on this new edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Kanesport.com, and we welcome you once again to Kanesport Live. As always, it's your show. It'll be driven by your participation. Call in number 563-999-3550. That's 563-999-3550. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. That puts you in the queue. We bring you on the show in the order that you land in the queue. We once again ask the subscribers to Kingsport.com to post the topics and questions that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show, and we will address those during the course of the evening. So without a game to dissect, in the wake of Saturday's 69-0 route of overmatched Central Connecticut State, we certainly needed some compelling topics to consume the oxygen in the room on tonight's show. And boy, is the Miami Hurricanes football program delivering on all of that. I mentioned that Saturday morning, ESPN announcer Kirk Herbstreit decided to drop some whoop-ass on the Miami administration on ESPN's college game day show. For those of you that did not hear it, here's what Herbie 
and the crew had to say. Both of these programs, such rich history, and they have been uh, dreadful in the early part of the season. The numbers speak for themselves. Let's start with Miami. How do you, how do you view that? I, I go all the way back to 2006. It was last year that Larry Coker was the coach there. That's 15 years. Miami has averaged 7-5 since 2006. They've had five head coaches. You just think about with the Orange Bowl gone, the student body has to drive 45 minutes to go to their games. You have an athletic department that clearly is not really showing that this is something that they are willing to try to make changes. The president, there was an article from Barry Jackson this week that came out, said that the president basically told Blake James, the AD, hey, sports, you're on your own. That's your thing. I don't know if that's true. It was in an article. To me, college football, you look at the powerhouse programs, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, president, AD, head coach, same vision have all the same, they're aligned in their vision for what needs to happen, recruiting, budget, staff, whatever it means, that's what it takes. Miami doesn't have that. So I don't think it matters who the head coach is. Mm. Until you get a president and an AD and a coach together on the same page, I I guess football doesn't matter. It matters to the alums, to the brotherhood of the U, but I don't know if it matters to the people making decisions at Miami. And if they don't change that... It doesn't matter who's the head coach is. It seems like that's the um, issue with two of the biggest, strongest programs, the biggest programs in college football in the state of Florida, because you look at Florida State, and they're struggling too. And when I look at both programs, I think that they have talent. You know, they, they have good recruiting classes. I think there's one thing to develop the talent. I was talking to Coach Corso, and he said, these guys, they're not hitting on quarterbacks. Okay, well, why aren't they hitting on quarterbacks? Are they bringing in quarterbacks? that they think can play and compete at this level and they're, they're not developing them because it's one thing to recruit guys and everyone doesn't have to be a four or five star talent. Yeah, it can ball. be a two or three star, yeah. Love ball. Uh, come on, yeah. get them on campus and develop them. And that's what I see a lack of when I look at Miami, when I look at Florida State. You gotta develop whatever you got. I mean, there's so many coaches out there in programs who are winning, and if they're not winning, they're at least competitive in the games that they're losing, and they ain't got four or five star guys, David. All right, Dad. So last ACC, all ACC performer from Miami at the quarterback spot was who? Give it to me. No, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, Dino Toretta. No, I was gonna say, yeah, Dorsey's <laughs> the last. 2004. That was Biggie. Last, yeah. last one for Florida State was Jameis. 2014. They got. They've got to identify those guys. You've got to get the trigger, man. They make everybody better around the whole program. Bear, you can't be excited about Miami, Bear. I mean, well, what's, what's going like, on? What, I mean, you can't be. And, and I'm a modern. Kirk just mentioned, too, it's not just football, though. They had a the entire basketball team basically left. They had baseball players transfer. Like, their cleanup hitter transferred to Florida State. There's something going on within the entire athletic department that isn't right. Now, I know there are people there that think the AD should be the place Blake the place of Blake and that they real that whoever makes the next tire should not be him. So, but it, there's something going on there deeper than just one lost record on the field. I I am, they're, sure. they're already much talking about the next tire, huh? Yeah, much deeper. Kind of worse the second time you hear it. <laughs> but um those comments clearly rattled some folks on campus and certainly inside the athletic department. Rattled them to the point that Manny Diaz opened his weekly press conference yesterday with a rebuttal. And uh, here's what Manny had to say. Um, I actually want to start off uh, with a response to some comments that were made this weekend on ESPN. 
um, about our university and specifically about the administration at our university um, and the the assumption that there's a there's a, a lack of caring a lack of uh, standards for athletics at the University of Miami and, and I just I want to remind everybody it's not 14 months ago uh, when we were in the grips of the coronavirus pandemic and the narrative was that there's no way college football should go on uh, in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic no way and we were out on a practice field in August and it looked like the season was going to get canceled and in my eyes only through the leadership of our president Dr. Julio Frank um, going on record um, as an expert in infectious diseases and saying not only can we have school on campus and the students on campus which is not a widely held belief at that time but we can play a college football season now that would be a strong take for someone that didn't really seem that interested in athletics uh, those two things don't really add up um, and because of that we forget because we, we played a 2020 season not just at Miami but everywhere um, if, if they're not been his leadership I don't know if the ACC would have agreed uh, to play and without the ACC the Big 12 would have sure, for sure dropped out and then the Big 10 and Pac-12 had already you know said they were not going to play football so all of the the memories the records the performances from a year ago um, have a lot to do with how much Dr. Frank feels about college athletics and specifically athletics at the University of Miami. Um, there's mentions about resources and I will just tell you from the time that I've been here at the University of Miami uh, what I've seen change on our campus um, the new dorms, the new Lakeside Village, always people always recruited against Miami in terms of the dorms, uh, the stadium. I mean, we, st we still beat the drum on the stadium. In my mind, we've got as nice of a stadium as anybody in college football. It's what, amazing what a half a billion dollars uh, will do for you. And I, I sat in the Orange Bowl. I saw how many students came to the games in the 80s in the Orange Bowl. I was around for four of the five national championships before I graduated high school. It, it was what it was, whether it's a 20-minute drive to Little Havana or, or, or a 35-minute drive to Miami Gardens. It is what it is. Uh, we love our stadium. It's a big-time atmosphere. It's a big-time place. It's a great place to host um, recruits. Uh, the indoor facility behind me, the SOFR uh, indoor facility behind me, uh, phenomenal. We're, we're attacking the locker room next. There's just a lot of things that are changing on the positive um, here. And, 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 and I will tell you that the last two recruiting classes that we signed are really the first two classes um, that have been around when all this stuff existed. It wasn't pictures. It wasn't hopes or dreams or promises of, of when you come, we'll get these things. Uh, that class of 2020, you know, Tyler Van Dyke's class and Jalen Rivers and Elijah Roberts and Chance Williams and um, Restrepo, Flag, all these guys that, that, are, that are, you know, making a lot of big-time plays right now, those are the ones that saw this. Uh, those are the guys that committed to Miami on the back of a 6-7 and seven season. And then you saw the 21 class. And, and, I mean, Saturday's game was a commercial for the last two recruiting classes uh, that we've had here at the University of Miami. Those classes don't happen without us increasing the resources and about our, the, the support from our administration of what it takes to win here. Now, I will say this, there will always be somebody with more resources. And, and I will tell you, that's not a Miami problem. That's a college football problem with a capital P that no one really wants to talk about. I mean, the, the growing disparity in the economic situations of the different athletic departments um, across college football and what you're seeing now with conference expansion and, and, and the TV rights and all this type of stuff, that's a reality. Um, and that just is what it is. But our best resource here at the University of Miami has always been our people, always. That's always what we've won with is our people. And people first talk about our players. Um, and that's why recruiting is so important. Um, you know, one game from last weekend doesn't fix anything. Um, it doesn't absolve us for, from the – 
the performances of our first three weeks. I'm completely responsible for that. But I know this, what I've learned in my job is that, and I'm sure this is true of, in any profession, is if you want the organization to be better, you add better people to the organization. And I can tell you for a fact, with the support of our administration, our staff has improved every year. On the field staff, off the field staff, our support and recruiting staff has, has increased and gotten better every year. And our locker room has gotten better every year. Um, it's not where we need to be yet. Um, that's our job to develop these guys and, and to put them in position to, to be successful on Saturdays or Thursday like this week. Um, but the only way forward at the University of Miami is through recruiting. And we cannot turn, you know, it, it, and, and it's, we can't turn and push our recruits away from our program because of something that happens in the short term. The fix is our people. The fix is continuing to, to get the, the, the guys in this area that, that want to come and play for the University of Miami. And, and when we go out of area to, to sell them on the vision that we got going on here. And we got, we got a lot of good things going on in evidence um, by these last two recruiting classes. So um, that's the only way forward. It's, it's going to be the only way forward. Otherwise, we'll repeat the same loop over and over again, uh, turning on ourselves and, and driving our recruits away, driving our people away. It's, 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 um, it's not, that's not the vision for this university. It's certainly not the vision of this athletic department, and it's not the vision of this football program, which I'll tell you, all three of those visions are, are, are completely aligned. In our mind, we were... All right. So did Manny do a good job rebutting the crew at ESPN? I'm sure we'll have a little conversation about that this evening. And the entire episode even woke up former All-American safety Benny Blades, who uh, revealed on social media that he had contacted Blake James and Julio Frank to request a joint meeting with the pair. Um, we tried to get Benny on tonight's show. Um, he's a little under the weather. I'm sure we will get him uh, here at some point in the near future to talk a little bit about that. And then, if all of this other drama weren't enough, there's the fan base's cry for Diaz to make wholesale lineup changes and play the younger players on the roster in the wake of losing four straight games to quality competition. And uh, we did a poll on our Twitter, and I think it came in like 98% of the fans think that there should be a youth movement on this team. And I was kind of surprised by that because, you know, listen, it's it's one thing to call for younger players to play, but playing younger players does come with some baggage, you know. I mean, they're going to make mistakes. Uh, the speed of the game is enormously faster than anything they're used to. The speed at which they have to make decisions on the field is enormously faster than anything they're used to. And that's why you see uh, coaches tend to lean towards playing their older players. Um, so understanding all of that, I also had a chance in that press conference yesterday to ask Manny about that subject of the fans crying for a youth movement and where he stands on the whole thing. And this is what he said. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think you kind of said it yourself. I mean, you handle those things on a case by case basis. Um, it's, you know, who's in front, who's the older guy um, that you're speaking of and who's the younger guy, what are they capable of? And because really the idea is what kind of role are they capable of? I mean, are they able to, to play every snap? It's a major difference. Um, not just in terms of the assignment, but can they handle the expectation, you know, because, uh, you know, they're, then their mistakes get magnified. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, like, for example, I mean, obviously the young wideouts were, were so impressive, right? Um, Charleston Rambo is so impressive. And Keyshawn Smith is still a young guy. is very impressive. And, you know, 
You got, you know, Burchard's doing great things. Restrepo's still impressive. And Mike Harley's still, you know, one of your top leaders. So that's a good problem. What you really want is you really want, you want the rising tide to sort of float all boats. Um, now, if you have an older guy that's not performing, then maybe his role has to, you know, go down. I don't know that it can ever go, you know, you know, 100 to zero to zero to 100. Um, but you certainly, as, as you get a sense for how these guys respond in games, you get a sense in terms of what, you know, what the snap count should be, how much they can handle, how much exposure they can get to the game. Um, but it's obviously, Gary, as you know, it's going to be a different speed out there um, Thursday night than what it was on Saturday. Saturday went exactly the way we wanted it to go. Um, and, uh, and we think that those guys, are, their roles are going to increase um, at whatever spot you mentioned. But, um, but, but the stakes are going to be high on Thursday, as they will every week going forward. In our mind, we were. All right, so there's Manny on the subject. And obviously, Leonard Taylor is one of the younger players that everyone's looking at. And last week, there were rumors that he was upset at his lack of playing time so far this season and that he was contemplating transferring to the University of Florida. We finally had the opportunity to sit down with Leonard in preparing his blog for today and discuss these things with, with him and, and hear from him on exactly what was going through his mind. And he refuted it all in the blog. If you haven't had a chance to read it on canesport.com today, I urge you to do so, maybe even while you're listening to this show. But here's a little snippet of what Leonard had to say on that subject. But then I had to realize, like, it's, a, it's older guys in front of me, so they've been here long. They know more than I do, so... Just sitting there being patient waiting my turn. I mean, I, I don't like that. I ain't like that, but I, I have to do that. But me doing that, like, it takes time for me not to, like, be so, like, intense in it because everybody's, like, looking at me because I'm the Haruku. I understand why I wasn't playing. Like, you just can't. Like, Coach did throw a lot of players at me. Like, all right, I had to sit there and actually look at them and listen and listen on how to adjust to the alarm and play my position. So it was understandable why I didn't play. Because why wow, wow, put me out there if I don't know what I'm doing? If everybody else is doing the job, I got to do my job. I mean, I try not to pay attention to it. Like, that rumor just, I don't know how that rumor happened. So, like, I had to make that statement on Twitter. Like, I'm a king, I'm here, blah, blah, So, I'm chilling here. I like it here. It just, I had to wait my turn for a little bit, and I'm fine with that. All right. So, all of that sets the table for quite a bit to talk about tonight. So let's go out to your calls, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. We're starting out tonight in the 305. You are live on King Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? Good, Gary. How are you this evening? Doing good. Who, who's this, Adam? Yeah. Person hey, I thought I recognized you. How are you doing, Adam? Good. Um, a couple things. One, um, I just want to refute what Chris Felica said. The reason Alex Terrell transferred is Gino Damari thought he was going to get drafted, and he didn't. So he, they didn't have a scholarship for him. So it's not just like a kid complaining about playing time and leaving for Florida State. So well, I don't well, know where Felica got I'll, I'll that say from. This. Here, here's what happened, Adam, because I know how this all works. A producer sees an okay. article in, in the newspaper and says, hey, this will be a good discussion topic, and brings it to the group meeting before when they're planning the show. And they decide they're going to do a segment on Miami and Florida State struggling. And they give the, uh, they give the on-air talent some notes 
and and they go with it, and 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 that's what happened. And and no, those guys didn't totally do their homework. I mean, they're all quality, obviously, personalities and broadcasters, but they're going by what's being given to them by their researchers and producers. And uh, no, they didn't call Gino Damari to find out what happened in that situation. Uh, They didn't call Jim Laranega to find out that he's gotten three or four real impact guys added to the roster this year and that the basketball team has a chance to be at worst mid-tier in the ACC this year and and maybe give some challenges to some of the other uh, higher teams. Uh, You know, and from the... And from the football standpoint, Adam, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of distress over what's going on in football. And, and yeah, yeah, but, like, you know, they weren't totally up to speed on all of that stuff either. So, I mean, listen, it, it's a hot topic. When Miami loses, uh, my, the, it, it's news. And, okay. you know, you can't, you, you can't knock them from having the discussion. But uh, could they have been a little bit more in tune to what's going on? Probably. But, again, that's the fault of their producers and their researchers. Okay. Um, a couple things. Ron, have you heard anything about Mark Pope switching a corner? Because apparently yeah, a couple he, weeks ago. He, he was not going to play at receiver. He's, yeah, he's not going to play at receiver. That was totally obvious. Uh, he's way down the depth chart at receiver, and he went to the coaches. And, you know, he's looking at his f- football future and probably wondering, maybe I can play corner. You know, maybe I can be the next Sam Shields and play corner. Uh, the problem that I see with it, and I don't expect to see Mark Pope at corner for the Miami Hurricanes this year, is that Mark Pope is not the thickest, most physical guy in the world. And uh, I'm not sure that he would ever survive at corner, but I understand why he wanted to try it. And the coaches were willing to uh, invest the time in letting him do so. Uh, You can argue that if you want, you know, you want to have a debate on whether during the season is the time to be doing that. Uh, I'm not sure it is, but uh, they, they gave him a chance. He's taken reps out of corner, and he actually got a couple plays in the game the other night. Uh, you know, late in the game, they, they actually put him in a corner in the game, which I thought was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, be too consumed with that one. Okay, and a couple other things. One, do you think, and I'm not saying it's there now, but do you think sooner rather than later, if the current slide continues, it'll get to the point where Blake James might have to do what he did to Al Golden a couple of years ago or what Mike Bond did this year and say, you know what, it's time to reassess, let's cut our losses, and we'll go into this offseason and reassess our football program without Manny going forward, if the play continues as it's looked against Alabama and again versus Michigan State. Adam, I, I honestly think it's one week at a time. Uh, you know, okay. I mean, here, you know, I think you got to see how it goes. I mean, I hope everybody's hoping it goes well. Uh, you know, listen, at the end of the day, you only get one football season a year. Uh, everybody that's a yeah. Miami hurricane fan, this is their passion. They're supposed you're supposed to get enjoyment out of the yeah. football season. And I know, I know it's been a rough start for everybody, but you got ACC play starting tomorrow night uh, or Thursday night. It's going to be a very exciting ACC season. A lot of these teams can score points. They've got quarterbacks. Uh, You know, this is going to be some exciting games, win or lose. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of close games, just like there were last year. Last year, they got the benefit of winning all those close games, and that's why they finished 8-3. and That easily could have been a five-win season last year uh, had those – uh, bounce has not gone Miami's way. You got to hope they don't balance out this year. But there are going to be close games. All these teams are are showing up confident. Even Georgia Tech is showing that they're improved. 
in how they performed the other the other night. So I just would like to see me personally would like to see everybody just take a deep breath and in, try to enjoy it a little bit and get some joy out of football season. And if things don't go well, I think it's week to week. I mean, I I think anything oh, can happen. I mean, at some point Blake would realize if things go bad that he better he better get the 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 fan base behind him and he and he and he, you know and and he might have to you know make 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 a move but like um i think it's too soon to even like really okay. start in, anticipating that i mean you're two and two you're going into the acc schedule uh you still have the season in front of you your goal realistic goal was to get to charlotte and that's still there so uh let's see what happens Okay, I was saying because USC fired Clay Helton so early this year. I mean, why. maybe that puts a little bit of pressure, but you got to remember Clay Helton was yeah. there for seven years. Manny's going into year three, so I don't think it's the same. It's not apples to apples. Uh, there very rarely is an inclination to fire a coach, uh, you know, two seasons and three, four, five games into his tenure. I mean, it's gonna. It, it would have. I gotta believe it would have to get pretty bad for that to happen. Uh, I would not anticipate that, but if it all falls apart and, you know, you lose to Virginia, you lose to North Carolina, uh, you lose to NC State, you lose to Pittsburgh, you know, or or lose three of the four or anything along those lines, well, then decisions have to be made. But right now, I think everybody should be focused on beating Virginia. Well, definitely. And um, two more points. One on recruiting. Any word with, like, Earl Little Jr. or any of the recruits? Because it seems what's gotten lost in this bad start and the sky is falling is there's been no news on recruits. And that, I feel, is even coming out of a pandemic, rare. Because even last year we were talking about recruiting. And you could see even programs like Florida State that are really down are still getting recruits on campus. Yeah, it's 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 a little quiet right now, Adam. It, it just absolutely is. I mean, you know, a you don't have a ton of scholarships this year, uh, you know, and b the kids that were going to commit early have already committed, and now you're going into the season, and a lot of kids are sitting on the fence, you know, sitting there waiting to see how the season goes for the teams that they're considering. So uh, it will obviously pick up at some point, and. Uh, you know, might be towards the latter part of the season more so than right now, especially with the way the first part of the season is gone. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, you would certainly like to see it going better than it is. And uh, we'll have, just have to see what happens as, as it goes forward. I, I, I agree with you, though. I mean, I think there is a little bit of reason for concern. And last thing, what is your gut? On Thursday, do we see Derek King? Or do we see either Van Dyke or Garcia? I personally can't imagine De'Ara King coming back for this game. Uh, you know, he, he's in a sling on Saturday. Like, and now he's gonna, they're going to roll him okay. out there and, and play on Thursday. I, I'm expecting to see the young kids. I, I think that De'Ara King will try to get, it, get back for North Carolina. If he can, you've got okay. 17 days between games. Uh, that seems more realistic to me, but there has not been an official – declaration one way or the other well i saw on the depth chart they still listed him as number one on the depth chart for what it's yeah, well, yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna you know they're not a they're not looking to tip their hand and b they're not looking to um disrespect the eric king he is still the number one okay. quarterback on this team well thanks for taking my call gary have a great All right, Adam, thanks for getting us started tonight All right, 563-999-3550 563 
888-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go down to the 786. You're live on Sport Live. Gary, my friend, how are you? What's going on, everything? How are you doing this week? Uh, doing, uh, doing really well. Thank you, Gary. Um, you've covered a lot in your opening, uh, your opening there tonight. And, uh, you know, it, it's hilarious how sometimes we, we get caught up in our disappointments. We get caught up with all the negativity that's going on and we forget about all the kids that are out there. And last week I, I, I really wanted to emphasize that part, and I got caught up trying to explain certain things to you that have been shared with me, and uh, you weren't too receptive of that. And, and honestly, Gary, over the years, the stuff that I've mentioned over the years, you've never been totally receptive on it. You know, we're acknowledging it, and that's okay. We all have our opinions. We all have our, our sources, the people that we know. It's a very small world, as you know. And when I mentioned it, last week – It was only when I you said that you didn't think Nike would want to get Miami back from Adidas. I never said a brand, by the way, but that's okay. I never said a brand, but that's okay. Um, But I mentioned that we were at the forefront of losing our existence on a credible national level, and that was the message I was trying to get across. And your explanation tonight of why the story was on Herb Street, it wasn't Barry Jackson's story. The truth of the matter is Barry Jackson's story was the opening for them to address it, to be able to have some type of direction as to where the comments were coming from. But there are certain people that work for you that have worked for you since Scholastic Sports America in 1991, okay? And that person lives in South Florida, and that agent that he has works with another agent that represents many people in South Florida that play professional sports that are involved in other avenues. It's a small world, Gary. What I was told was that one of our guys that always tries to make everybody happy had lunch with that person last week. And that was done pretty much on point with Barry's recent article. There was an article in The Athletic not too long ago, something similar to it, but it wasn't that specific. I don't think Manny Navarro was that specific with it. But the specificity that was provided by him opened the door for what's happened. You've got a lot of people that need Miami to be significant on the national level. So this was an opportunity to help us. It wasn't a criticism to bash Miami a la Sports Illustrated. It really wasn't. The intention here was to make it national. And that was done strategically on purpose by certain people behind the scenes. And that's and the they are. truth. And that's the people, and that's the same people that I have shared various pieces of information with you over the years. And the most important thing that Manny Diaz did was do exactly what a good soldier is supposed to be, turn a negative into a positive. And for the many flaws that he possesses, whether it's what he teaches in practice, whether it's the adjustments that he makes, whether it's the scheme, whatever we want to say about the guy, the guy is smart enough to take a negative and try to make it into a positive. And I think he did the right thing by saying the things that he said yesterday with, uh, with uh, Joe Rose, what he shared with his um, opening remarks yesterday with his press conference. So he's embracing it and he's trying to turn it into a positive and when you do that, Gary, you, you're basically you're, – you're not giving the, a pass to the administration, to the BOT. What you're doing is saying, hey, I've got your back. We need more. And they've done a great job in certain areas with regards to 
bringing the funds available to do the things that we've done, they've done, and we've done, because I, I gave money just like you gave money to the IPF. So they've done some good things, and we can't just pretty much just disregard those things, but we needed the most important things to be in place. And I think that he's getting there. I think he's getting the message. He's confirming the message. It's, it's a national issue now. Everybody's aware. And, yes, if we continue to suck, not just in football, but everything else, our brand, which has lost a ton of power since, you know, Mark Rick came in that we had that magical season, then it fell apart that same year. But we've had such a major drop-off. Look at the sales. It's not just COVID. It's dollars and cents at the end of the day, Jerry. Right. As we all know, even with the long-term contract with Adidas, they both had the option the last two years to back out. Uh, I, and that's I'm, what's been shared. So either we, I'm going I'm I'm to stay calm and patient with you tonight. But listen, I don't see anything positive. I don't know who you're talking about that you know that thought that that would be a positive if, if they could get Kirk Herbstreit and those guys on game day to go on that diatribe for five minutes about Miami and, and all the negative uh, aspects of it that they brought up. But uh, th- there's zero positive to that. So I, I, don't, I would love to know who these power guys are behind the scenes that, that you're saying talk the ESPN. They no longer want that. to do their current job. And there's a couple that don't want, no longer want to do the job anymore, Gary. They've got, other big, they've got bigger things in life to worry about, and they don't want to be involved anymore. Yeah, that's, that's the point where it's getting. But okay, let's well, move on from that. Well, wait, wait, time out. Let me finish. So, yeah, like, so like, yeah, yeah, there was no positive in that. And, you know, I get what you're saying about Manny's rebuttal, but, you know, me personally, I, I would have let the story die. I, I don't know that I would have come back for five more minutes and – given it that, uh, you know, even more life by, by rebutting it. Because, I mean, parts of it were accurate. Parts of it, you know, were not so accurate. And, uh, you know, so I get why they decided to have Manny do that and why Manny might have wanted to do it. But, look, the way the University of Miami football program defends itself is by winning football games. And losing to Alabama and losing to Michigan State has nothing to do with whether Julio Frank and Blake James are aligned with each other and whether they're aligned with Manny. Um, You know, that's all a bunch of noise and, and nonsense. It has to do with the head football coach doing his job well, with the, the staff below him doing their job well, recruiting quality players, developing the players, developing quality game plans, and then performing, giving the play, setting the players up to perform on game day. And there's holes in almost every area of that foundation, and that's why things are falling apart on game day. That's why when it doesn't matter who they're playing, whether it's Oklahoma State, North Carolina, Alabama, Michigan State, um, you can go back to the previous season, FIU, did it matter? Louisiana Tech, did it matter? No, Duke, did it matter? It really doesn't matter because when you have all of these like holes in, in the hull of your boat, you're going to keep losing games. And that has nothing to do with anything that they said on game day. And you know that's what's going to have to change for this program to rebuild its image and and just change the the mood in the room and the narrative on those national shows. And and with respect and, and, to the people that, that thought that that was a good idea for that to happen, um, I'm sure there there are guys that have been around a long time and are worthy of respect and all that. There was nothing in my mind positive about 
any of it, not what was said on Saturday, not the rebuttal, not the conversations about it that are going on all over the place, none of it. Everything for a reason, Gary. Everything for a reason, my friend. Now, going forward, Gary, we have – you mentioned winning. We have a great opportunity. You've got eight consecutive ACC games. Why is it that we can't have any positivity? Why is it that we can't have any faith? Why is it that we can't have a positive outlook that the right changes are being made and that the key kids that turn a program around, specifically the quarterback position, why their development can't impact where we go from here on out. Because whether we want to hear the noise or we don't want to hear the noise, Derek King is not the same kid he was a year ago. That's the bottom line. And now he's hurt. Let, let's all acknowledge the obvious. Two young guys, that they're going to be the ones playing on Thursday. Derek is not playing on Thursday. There's no way in hell he's playing on Thursday. So let's hope that one of these young guys can actually put, put in play and apply what they've been working on the last year, year and a half, or six months. Because that's your true test as a coach. Can you simplify things? Can you find what they're good at? Can you go ahead and create a game plan that's centered around their strengths that still is able to hide your weaknesses? That's a big challenge for this coaching staff this week. We all know that Bronco Mendenhall is a tremendous defensive coach, Gary. Guy is solid. There isn't a person out there that knows football that will say anything different. So what approach are we going to have? So if we're able to do our job as coaches, as a staff, to be all aligned on the same page and to be able to redirect kids and get them back when they do screw up, the opportunity is there to be successful to win here. There's enough players. I don't want to keep hearing that there's not enough talent. We got no linebackers. Their body's there. Sometimes you got to live with youth. It'll depend on the game. It'll depend on the matchup. There'll be enough in some of the games, and in some of the other games, there's going to be some challenges. Uh, You know, NC State is one that comes to mind. Uh, I think they're going to have a hard time defending Virginia this week. I think they're going to have a hard time defending North Carolina. I think they'll have a hard time defending NC State. you know, there's, there, there's some uh, – Pittsburgh's another one that's playing offense very well right now. They're going to have a hard time defending a lot of these teams. They're, they're going to have to be able to score points. The offensive line at some point is going to have to perform. There's a lot of ifs, buts here. Uh, but I, the one thing I do agree with you on everything is that there are eight games coming up here. And like I said earlier, I would love to see the fan base able to enjoy it and just be able to get some joy out of football season. All right, what else you got for us tonight? Anything? There, that, you know, we, we, somebody talked about recruiting. Listen, let's leave recruiting alone. Let's, let's just forget about recruiting. Let's just worry about survival. Because if we're able to win games, Gary, if we're able to go win four of our next five, you're still in line to get some quality kids, some quality kids that are committed to stay and some quality kids that might, you know, might not be the first choice at Alabama or Georgia or Florida that might want to stay home, that might want to give us an opportunity, there's still time. But to, to really go crazy over it, you're, you're wasting your time. Let's put up the energy with winning games. Because that's where it's got to be, G. It's got to be. All here. right, everything. And is Manny the, the guy to do it, Gary? We're going to find out. 
Yep, no doubt. You got you got a gauntlet here the next uh, month or so, so we'll see what happens. All right, man. Thank you as always for being part of the show. Be well, G. Talk, we'll talk to you next week. All right, five six three nine 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 three five five zero five six three nine 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 three five five zero. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the nine four one. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hello, Gary. It is the Meister Kane. What's up, Mr. Kane? 69 to nothing. You surely, surely must have written a song this week. Well, got a commentary for it, but uh, I, I can make something up. But, uh, well, nah, man, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for you to come on the show with a hit from your band. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, oh, oh I see. Well, I got something, but uh, I'm not going to do it because, uh, you know, we're waiting on how the season plays out. The season right. plays out good. I'll pull. I'll, I'll. I'll get the band live on the show for you guys. But if it doesn't, uh, well, there's no sense because the words of the song won't back it up. Okay, <laughs> if you can understand that. But anyway, I do have a commentary, and I call it Meister Kane's commentary for Kane Sport Live. And here we go. This is if the season goes sour. So. The Canes totally destroyed Central Connecticut State, 69 to nothing. A lot of, some of the freshmen got to play in that game, which is a good thing given the fact for the need of experience. However, there's one thing I must point out, or should I say ask, where were the fans? The stadium was 90% empty. Yeah, I know this was not a big game, but powerhouses like Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and et cetera, almost always seem to fill their stadium, stadium to 90%, with fans no matter who the opponent is. But why is that? Those programs are built rock solid in winning. Now, there's a famous saying, if you build it, they will come. Well, some quote-unquote moron thought that building an amusement park in the middle of a swamp, in the middle of nowhere, infested with gators, snakes, and swarms of mosquitoes was a great idea. Ah, uh, yeah, he was laughed at. Well, good luck, Walt Disney. Ha, you're going to need it. But this is no laughing matter. It's a system of a larger problem. This program needs a rebuild. So, build this program and they will come. No excuses, nothing to do with lack of caring or infectious diseases. Those are excuses. And I'm sorry to say, new dorms, new facilities doesn't really build a winning program. As I said last week, the right formula does. Missing right now, people. And that's my commentary for tonight, Gary. Amen. All right, Mikester. Thanks for the wisdom. All right. Hopefully... Hopefully they can uh, get some Walt Disney magic going here soon. And uh, then I think when people start talking about the Canes on a national uh, platform, it'll be more favorable. Well, I hope you're right, Gary. But right. I'm out for right now. Peace and uh, shout out to Kane Kane. All right, Mike, sir. <laughs> Thanks for being part of the show, man. Shout out to Kane Kane. I'm sure he's somewhere out there. And we'll be hearing from them at some point. All right, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, we're going to go now to the 770. 
You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, this is Steve in Atlanta. What's up, Steve? How you been, man? This is the first time I think we've heard from you this year. Yeah, I've been just in the weeds, just watching, disappointed as usual. I'm good. Were you at the Alabama like game? Stuff. Were you at the Alabama game? Of course. Game? I, was in the, I, had a, I had the best seat in the house up there in the, um, what that is, the mausoleum, where they get a free Man. beer, free drinks. I didn't leave till about 30 minutes after the game. You know, yeah. I, was, I, I, I went. You know, I, I knew, already knew in my mind what was going to happen. But I was hoping for a win. I'm always hoping for a win. I'm always thinking if you got the right coach, he can pull off. You know, I'm thinking we haven't pulled off the upset since Nebraska. Or whenever we won that first championship. And that's what good coaches are made of. Not the stuff Manny came in and did after Kurt Herbstreet went out there. You might think it wasn't good. I'm glad he did it because nobody down there in the Miami media will say anything except ask all those unrelated questions to winning football games to this guy when he comes up there and press around with all this buffoonery he'd be talking. You know, I'm like, dude, somebody asked this guy, when is he going to start winning football games? You know, we run all the other quarterbacks out of town saying that De'Aaron King was going to be the savior. And last year he wasn't that great to me. This year, uh, you know, he gets hurt again, and he still didn't start off that great. So what's it going to be? Are these new kids ready? Are are they not going to be good enough? You know, we keep talking about um, missing on recruits. That's the favorite line. They're not missing on recruits. They're missing on the coaching. They're missing on the AD hires. Nobody wants to talk about that. Get somebody in there who knows football, who can get this thing done, and the program will turn around. The recruits will come. You know, Manny ain't going to get no recruits. Who wants to? Look, man, I'm sorry. But, Gary, what is Manny, what is he, what is he known for? He hasn't put any linebackers in it. Well, maybe he has. Let me stop. I don't know that for a fact. But what do he do? Why is he the head coach and the defensive coordinator of this program? And people get mad because of what Herb Street said. Who lets, who lets that happen? You there, Gary? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. But, you know, who lets that happen? And then, you know, we got these games coming up, and everybody wants to talk about how good all these other teams are. These teams was worse off than Miami was when Manny took over. Manny has been at Miami six years. People keep forgetting that. Don't say three years. He's been in charge of the defense for six years, and the defense still don't have enough. He still haven't recruited enough. He still haven't got enough D linemen, DNs, D linebackers, because he, he's never going to get enough because by the time he gets some, you know, he gets two or three good players every year, and by the time he gets some more, those three are going out the program. He's, he's, not, he's never going to get enough because he's going to keep making these lame excuses about we're doing this, we're doing that. Julio Frank, he, he cares about the athletics. No, he cares about that money that they get from the athletics. Who cares about winning? That's what it should be said. Who cares about winning championships? Nobody cares about being a championship program anymore. Letting this guy run around prancing up there, talking that crazy talk. 
you know, um, uh, hey, look, he needs to win this game coming up and all the rest of them. But for me, I think it's time to go in a new direction from him and Blake as fast as possible because you're not going to be able to recruit with this with losing. You can't. It's not going to work. So people need to quit asking questions about, you know, we're gonna we need better recruits. It's not gonna happen. And thanks for your time. And um, I'll be watching on um, Thursday night, hoping we win out. If not, you know, we need to make changes. Steve, Appreciate I gotta it. give you I gotta give you credit, man, because I, I know how passionate you are, and I know how upset you've been for so many years. But man, you're like calm, cool, and collected tonight. You know, you, <laughs> I can only imagine how you felt in Atlanta at the Alabama game, sitting up there in the mezzanine and Man. You know, you know you're 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 staying you're staying grounded, man. I give you credit. Hey, yeah, hey, man, hey, it is after you done been, you know, I'm numb to it because that hey, that's the only team that I really really root for. I got a cousin that plays for the Gators. Been there. I always tell you this. He's in his senior year. He wears number zero. Trey Dean the third. He asked me to come to the FIU game that we. When we were playing Alabama, I told him I made some type of excuse because I dro- I was going through Gainesville because I drive trucks and I dropped them off the French Bulldogs. And he was like, uh, "I say, man, I think we gotta we might have a funeral in the family that weekend." But I was at the game in section I was in section two two zero eight row three C eight. I mean, directly on the fifty. Directly on the fifty yard line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It was a hey. Look, I had a great time, but you know what I'm saying. Hey, it is what it is at this point. It's time. To, it's time to start winning football games if we want to get recruits. You know, yep, no doubt. We got to win. We got to be. You know, that's it. You got to do a better job with what you got. And I think those two young quarterbacks. I think De'Ar King. What I saw out of him at Houston. You know, and I always told you I thought Nikosha could play. But there's something going on with the design and the schemes. All of that got to work for those guys to be good. I think if they get that right, you can put any of those guys back there and they'll be effective. You know, the receivers don't even run to the first down sticks, Gary. It's it's third and four. Our receivers run a a one-and-a-half-yard route. Come on, man. I know, man. I don't know. It's, it's, but a little, thing, little things like that are the difference between winning and losing. You know, in the Michigan State game, the thing that, like of all the things that went on in that game, the one thing that really jumped out to me was watching the precision that Michigan State ran the, just the bubble screen with and the physicality at the line of scrimmage and how those receivers, with the ball placement and how they were catching the ball and hitting, hitting the hole um, yeah. with, with, with force. And like little things like that during the course of a football game is where coaching shows up and it's the hidden things like that that can make a difference in close games. And and a lot of these games, like I said, I think they're all, they're going to be close. I think, I think the majority of these games left Steve are going to be decided in the fourth quarter. Hey, think about that. Look at Michigan state coach. How long has he been there? How many recruiting class has he has? 
Yeah, no, this is the hey, second year. Hey, he, hey, he brought hey, a lot of transfers hey. in, but but that guy that that guy came Ooh. from Alabama. He's got the blueprint. He knows how to run a program. Uh, no different Ooh. than you know Mario at, at at Oregon and and Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, who's now got Ole Miss rocking, and uh, you know all these okay. guys that that came out of okay. the Saban program. They understand how to run how to run a, a a winning program. Thank you, Gary. So let's back up since you kept me on. I tried to get off, and I appreciate you keeping me on. I'm gonna make one more point because I know a lot of people want to talk, but that's it right there. How many of those guys? Everybody like to talk about nobody who we're gonna hire, who wants to come to Miami. But how many of those guys was waiting for a call from Miami? I wanted what to call him way before he got the Florida Gators. But, no, it would have been a lot better off with him than what what we did. Because, what, he interviewed, what, before Al Golden and before Mark, mm-hmm. with Mark Rick? Mm-hmm. And rumor is, what to call him came to FIU to get close to Miami, and we didn't even sneeze at him. You know what I'm saying? How many opportunities have Miami had to get a – good coach and they keep missing what is going on here why is that happening you know and and people you know hey look man i appreciate what what herbie did you know we might be on a different side of the fence with that but it needed to be brought to light and i would love for you to bring on the president and the ad and let them hear what the fans what they call no this is not noise gary this is disappointment this is heartache. This is tired of losing. You know, the guy asked why the, that guy, the poet, he, he was spot on. Nobody wants to come see a losing program. All those big-time programs, they're winning. That's why once you start winning, you will get people to show up for every game. But nobody's going to show up with the mess we've been provided with. Somebody asked Gary about all the losses. I mean, I mean as Many about when he's gonna stop all this losing to these these big what division one schools, you know what's our record in the last five games four and one and five Gary? Mm-hmm. What's the record over the last? Well, that, yeah, you, you you lost the last couple last year, and and then you lost um, two this year. Yeah, yeah two this year. You, yeah, against quality competition. Yeah, yeah. And we could have lost. We would have lost the absolute if it wasn't for a field goal and Manny got the nerve to trot out there. You was right. He should have just he should have just went somewhere and hid and let that blow over. Cause what he, why is he talking about that game last week? Like that had made any difference. That team was like playing a high school team. He yeah, I don't know that, that the team gets out of Dayton Broward. I mean, it, it, they they were they were not very good, obviously, and uh, not very competitive. He mentioned that in a statement like that was something like like progress. Well, he's got to get the kids. He had to change the mood in the room. Let's be honest. I mean, I'll give him a pass on that. I mean, things were like, things were pretty miserable after losing to Michigan State. I mean, he he had to change the the whole mood in the program and and. If if it takes a sixty nine nothing beat down of a high school team, then so be it. You know, so that's what I that's think happened. All right, Steve. Hey, uh, give us give us a call next week. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I, I like hearing your voice. Hey, like having you back on the show. All right, man. Hey, thank you. Hopefully, we'll 
Bye. Hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. All right, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out to the 973. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, Gary, Gary. What's up, Ross? You must have a lot on your agenda getting in in the first hour this week. Yeah, man. I hear you guys bringing up freaking Mickey Mouse and Disneyland and all that nonsense. (laughs) Not to be disrespectful, but Manny carried himself like Mickey Mouse. Usually we carry ourselves. Usually we mention Mickey Mouse sometimes as a joke and sometimes it's fun for the kids. But Manny, are you kidding me? You want to bring up the dorms? You want to bring up the dorms, Manny, about what you – and you saying, Gary, that this doesn't – this didn't help for either one. Gary, we need like to it. stop, baby. Hey, Gary, Gary, I understand that you don't like it. But we've been around as long as you. And, 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 and it's time to put pressure on everything, everyone. Because pressure, right? why – no, no, no. There's already, no, 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 there's no. already, there's already pressure. You'll get this one. Guess what? You think Kirk Herbstreet put more pressure uh, than it already was after losing? One hundred percent. They're getting blown out by Alabama, 100%. not even being competitive, then lose, almost losing the App State and losing the Michigan Because you know State. why? You know yeah. why? Because the App State thing was a joke. It was an absolute. Because if we almost was in three, Gary, Gary, are you kidding me? You, you, you don't. You get on, you get behind the podium, and you have nonsense to say. Russ, I don't think there's any more pressure on anybody right this minute because of what Kirk Herbstreet said Saturday than there was on Friday last week. There's plenty of pressure. Trust me. There, they, 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of people but feeling see, it. But you see, that's your take. That's well, your of take. course it's my take. take. Yeah, but our take as fans is that. The pressure needs to be on and even get even heavier because if the product is not going to be any good, if the product is not going to be any good, we, can, we, we, can, we can't stand it. We can't afford to allow him to just keep getting away with that nonsense that's going on. And that's what he's been getting away with. That's what he's been getting away with. Gary, let's, let's call a spade a spade. He's been getting away. Who's he? One of our callers. Wait, wait. One of our callers made a great point. Wait, wait, wait. wait one thing at a time. Who's he? Who are you referring to when you say he? He's getting away. Hey. Who, who's getting away? Manny. You're talking about Ma- Manny, Manny, the Blake, Manny. Okay. Manny, Mickey Mouse, Diaz. Because here's the thing. You've been around six years running this defense. All I keep hearing is that we can't get linebackers. We can't get this one. We can't get that one. Nonsense. We're watching programs all across the country develop, develop, develop. Defensively, defensively, defensively. Manny, your clock is, your time is running out. It's running out, Gary, and I need it to go. I don't care what he does as far as the ACC. We've seen enough. He's a joke. He cannot lead men. Let's get him out of his misery now. He's like a scared puppy the other day getting on that podium. Did you see his face? We're, 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 right now we are rooting for a team that's not being run by the proper person. 
He's just not qualified. You've said it. Now you want to back him up by saying it, I'm not it, backing not anybody selfish. up. I, I, I didn't but think Manny should have gotten the job from the day he got it, but I, I haven't blamed him for it. I mean, he was, but, he but was well within so, his wheelhouse to, to, to want it. But I never well, felt that Manny should have had this job. But he, 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 there, let me, there was let no me way give you credit for something. Let me give you credit for something. You don't look for this type of stuff. You could care less. But the fact that you've been saying he should never have been and a proper search was never put on, and you kind of like broke it down and explained, a lot of people have stolen or ran with that moving forward. It seemed like that's something that somebody just came up with. You've been saying that for a long time. Now people are starting to use that, you know, message or whatever you want to say. I, I give you so much credit for that. But that doesn't change anything, Gary. He's unfit, so sometimes you've got to hit certain people somewhere. So let's start with him, and then let's see what happened to Blake. Because you said it yourself, they're not going to get rid of Blake right now, so you've got to force him to get rid of him. Do you know what I mean? Get Blake to get rid of Manny. But I also think Manny's going to end up getting rid of himself. Because while I would love to win eight straight, that's now how I see it, Gary. You know I'm a passionate diehard fan. You know, Kane came, all our guys decided all of them. I mean, come on, man. This is what we are rooting for a team that's going down, 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 down. That he's responsible for. Let's change this man. Let, let's, let's relieve him of his duties. Ross, I, 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 don't, don't you want to see how these next few weeks go? No, no, I could care less. I really don't think he's fit because he's already shown me six years of unfitness. So why do I feel like it's going to change? I don't want to go through another year of what happened the year when we had Mr. Nine, number nine at our quarterback, the baseball player, where we kind of barely got past game. We got lucky, and then we got to the championship and got blown out of the water. So this year looks like it's going to be like um, uh, Wake Forest or maybe whoever else in that, in that championship game. It'll be embarrassed. We're going to get embarrassed the same way because right now we don't look prepared. You, 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 do, do, do he have the balls? Does, does he have the balls to, to go back to his regular guys tomorrow? I mean, to Thursday? Does he have the balls to do that? He'll, he'll be he comes to veterans as opposed to the young players? Of course he does. Yes. And, and, well, any you know coach what? would. If he, if, if he does that, I hope he plays a fire. And, and I know people, it's an unpopular statement, and you could, you could bring it up for me. I don't care. I hope he gets burned. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you, Ross. I, I think, and, and, and Manny, Manny did dis- discuss this. I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show. But I think they're case-by-case situations. I really do, and I think that's fair. And here's why. James Williams is closer to being ready to play and take on a heavier load than say Leonard Taylor is. And, you know, I think out here we, we sit here and we say, well, they're both five-star recruits. They, they both should be playing. And I, and I'll tell you what, you know, I might've fallen into that camp a little bit too and, until we sat down with Leonard Taylor and discussed it with him. And I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, I played his remarks and I don't, know if you read, I don't know if you read his blog today, but he admits himself, he has no clue what he's doing on the field. And I think that applies to a lot of uh, young players, Ross, and some pick it up quicker than others. I think some positions are easier to learn than others. And they're really case-by-case situations. And I think people are trying to make blanket statements on it 
And I'm not sure that you can do that. I mean, you can do it, but I don't know that that's really fair. I mean, Again, you know, you're confident. You're confident if this young man would have went somewhere else like Tennessee, somebody like he wouldn't. He, he'll still have. He'll still have problems figuring out to get on the field at this point. You think you, you really believe that? I don't think it has anything to do with where he's at school. Yes, it does. Because we're watching other guys. So, so, so he's the. I hate to say this. I don't mean no disrespect when I say this. I'm just trying to make a point. So he's the dumbest of all the five stars that's been out, that's out there. It doesn't mean he's dumb. You know that's not fair. I know that. Okay? I'm not, you know I'm not calling you know, him dumb. Dumb, so dumb so, is not a fair word. I mean, you know, obviously I, I certain just said kids. I'm not calling him that. I'm yeah, that's yeah. So you can't. That's, you can't. You, yeah. I'm you not can't calling him that. But I love the kid. What I'm saying. So he's the only one that can't pick it up in the nation out of all that top five at his position. Well, so I mean, and listen, here, here, let me ask you a question. Um, first of all, not too many defensive linemen do it as true freshmen. That's number one. But number two, let's take Elijah Roberts, for example. Would you agree with me that Elijah Roberts has looked pretty good when he's been on the field this year? Yeah, but can I, okay, good. Wait, wait, wait. One thing at a time, Ross. Ross, just okay, answer decent, that question. Decent. Do you, yes, do you decent, agree decent, that he's yes. looked pretty good? Decent, right? Decent, yes. Okay. Okay, a year ago he probably wouldn't have looked that good, but now he knows what he's doing better, and he and he's nah, and he's, I agree. He, he's he's developed physically, and now you know Leonard Taylor's a little further along physically, but he doesn't have a clue what he's doing on the field, and if he's supposed was to be Elijah a five star, was Elijah a five star? No, I believe he's four star. Okay, but Elijah's okay, a good let's, player. Let's, let's, if Elijah keeps developing, him and Leonard Taylor are going to be a good tandem at defensive half. I hear that, and I hope somebody else is coaching them. But here's the thing. Um, here's a better – your argument is strong, but here's one I would prefer to use. Who in front – line him up in his position. He, I can't remember the number he was ranked right now as the D lineman at his position. But who in front and who is in behind him, number-wise – who's playing and who's not. That's a better argument than using Elijah because you know what it tells me about Elijah? That means they weren't good and they weren't coaching him up the year before either. So it took, some, it took him longer to develop. I'm putting it on them. So let's see, the guys that was in his class, Taylor, the guys that was in his class, are they playing already? The ones that was in front of him and behind him. How many guys behind him is already playing? We don't have them type of dominant defensive linemen for, us, for this guy to be sitting so long. It's not like we well, have world beaters out that, there. That would take some research, Ross, but I would be willing to bet, to bet without even having the data yet that if you took, say, the top 10 defensive tackles in the, in, in the current recruiting class for this cycle, that the majority of them, if not all of them, are not starting at the, whatever college they chose to go to. And, and, and you're using – I love that. You're going to win that one because you know the operative word you're using? Starting. I'm not asking for this kid to start. I'm asking him to play to this point. Now, if we if we reverse what you just said and go back into that same conversation and, and that question, and I reword it a little differently, and I say, now, how many guys that was in front of him or behind him, way behind him, are they playing? Then that's the difference. Are they playing? Not necessarily starting. All right, but here's, but here's the thing, Ross. They, like, like, say Leonard, you're, since we're talking about Leonard, they, I think they, he had 35 snaps last week. Uh, like, they were able to put him out there last week because they had a very simple – defensive game plan they simplified it on purpose knowing that they were going to play all the freshmen and you know they they felt comfortable putting them out there against that team but that doesn't mean they're going to give him 35 snaps against virginia this week it doesn't mean they're going to give him 35 against north carolina he's self-admitting he's not ready for that because i think he's pushed into that listen to this i think they probably won't play for the rest of the year because this is the type of people we're dealing with 
This is what we're dealing with as, as fans. We're dealing with these coaches. The only person I want to see kept, and he might go, but because of just how it works out, the only person I want to see kept, period, in that defense is T-Rob and Van Dyke. Everybody just needs to hit the, hit the door. Hit the door. All right, Ross, what else you got, man? What else you got? Anything else? No, oh, oh, one, one, one more thing on the same subject. You're saying that you're thinking that, okay, well, he'll, he, he, he's, he's admitting that he can't get on the field, right? But, he, again, here's the argument again, Gary. Playing time and, be, and properly being molded and developed, I need that research, Gary. Please do it for me and come back next week and give it to me. Or somebody that's on the line now, can we look that up real fast? Somebody's a little better than me looking up because I'm good at looking up, but maybe they're better than me. I'm, I'm going to put myself on hold right now. So you can speak to everybody else, but I guarantee I'm going to win that, Gary. I bet you won't bet me lunch or the ranch. <laughs> Have a good one. Put me on hold. All right, Ross. Thanks for being part of the show, man. Love your calls every week. 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. I don't think I'm going to owe him lunch. I'll tell you that because I know how hard it is. You know, those top ten defensive tackles that are true freshmen right now, they're all a pretty good programs, and programs with a lot better talent than even Miami has, and guys that are better than John Ford and Jordan Miller and Nesta Silvera in front of them. And uh, it's hard, man. It's hard for a true freshman. You know, they, they got to be physically ready. They got to be mentally ready. They got to have, the, you know, when if you're a big and you're good in high school, you're just pushing guys around. I mean, it's easy for you. When you get to college, you ain't pushing them around anymore. And uh, you better have good technique. You better know what gaps to hit on what play calls and, and things like that and what your responsibilities are. And um, if you don't have it all down and, and now you're a liability to the defense, then uh, I don't know, man. I can't – you know, it, it's like I understand that everyone's out for blood, but uh, this, this is one – where I understand the dilemma of the coach. And uh, I was happy to see Leonard Taylor come out and set the record straight on this because uh, it's, it's hard, you know, and, and this is a kid that everyone expected to walk in and play. And that's what he's hearing everywhere he goes. Like, Hey man, why aren't they playing you? Hey, why aren't they playing you? You're a five-star recruit. You're better than those guys that are playing. And uh, it's a tough dynamic, but I was um, I was happy that he set the record straight. I thought it was good for everybody involved. All right, let's go to the nine one seven. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, what's up, BK? Okay. What's up, BK? How you doing this week, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, listen, quick question. Um, with the statement that that Herb Street made at ESPN, do you think that it changed the temperature of the room? Not not the uh, coaching staff or anything like that, but like people who are, you know, like the administration, like the, 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 I, the I felt a little that, bit. That, I, I mean, listen, nobody likes to be called out on national TV like that, but I felt like that was already taking place. I mean, you know, from, from what I understand that there have been very high level conversations with Julio Frank through, through the months um, that, you know, he has a much greater understanding of athletics and football than he had when he came into this job. Uh, I, I think that the board of trustees has a new hierarchy uh, at the top who is going to have to probably be cultivated a little bit and be brought up to speed on it. Um, but from what I've seen and, and heard, uh, she seems like a, 
uh, uh, absolutely amazing woman who has had great success in business and and things like that. And I can't imagine that it's going to be hard to convince her how important athletics and football is at the University of Miami uh, when push comes to shove. Um, um, I'm sure by now that David Epstein, the, the liaison from the Board of Trustees to Athletics, has figured out that he let everybody down the last time around when there were these issues with football and a, coach, a coaching change was, was uh, being transacted and, and, and he was nowhere to be found and he wasn't there to be a checks and balance for, for Blake, who was committing athletic director malpractice and not doing a coaching search and just handing the job to a coach who had never won anything in his career, had never really recruited anybody high profile, had absolutely zero credentials and I like Manny I'm not knocking Manny 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 did great to get Temple to give him his job and 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 give him a chance to go develop as a head coach but like there's no way shape or form that that, that Manny should have been handed the University of Miami head football coaching job and that we're sitting here in year three having all these discussions that we're having I think you guys know because you listen to the show every week and you're on our message boards and all that and we've discussed this over and over it's not a surprise at all to me. So, like, it, you know, this is exactly the way I expected it to be. So, like, look, I think David Epstein knows that he that he made a mistake the last time around. And I'm guessing that you're going to see him function differently if it comes to the point where they have to do it again. So I think these people are already – I think it's all already in motion. I think these people already know, you know, where they've – you know, erred in the past and stuff like that. I don't think they needed ESPN game day to undress them like that. I don't, so no, I don't think it was a game changer or anything. I think it was noise. And, and I think it's, it's, you know, it, 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 none of it's good for the university of Miami. Yeah. Um, well, basically like one thing that just, you know, just thinking about it over the past, you know, week or so that just didn't sit well with me in regards to, how the football program was mishandled, right? Did did the board of trustees forget that it was the football program that pretty much built some of those nice buildings that are on the campus? That business school, the the rehab to the medical school or the medical center or whatever? Did they forget you know, that? You know what, BK? Realizing that that you that you is a is a is a internationally recognized brand, and I think yeah, if somebody you know, you know what, BK? Right. I don't. I don't know that that's true, man. I really. I don't know that that is true. Like, I don't know that the football program built the business school. I mean, the University of Miami no, has been no, like no, through no, the years. I'm, BK, uh, one second. Let me just tell you this. This is a good point. Through the years, the University of Miami has been hard pressed to get the athletic department to be able to balance its ledger. Much of the, the, the athletic department hasn't built buildings on campus, the athletic department has had to get to the point where it could pay its own bills and run the program at a, at a high level. Uh, and it's been able to do that up until the COVID year. So like, I don't know that that's like, like the, the athletic program and the football program didn't build the hospital, you know, the university of Miami hospital or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it didn't build the business like- school. It didn't build the dorms mm-hmm. on campus. I mean, it didn't build the student union, which is beautiful now. I mean, you know, all that money was raised independently, having nothing to do with football. And maybe that's if, – if you want to talk about a problem, until Carol Sofer stepped up 
and put $14 million plus with her family to make the seed donation for the indoor practice facility, um, there was nobody putting up enough money for athletics to build its own buildings, much less anybody else's buildings. And that's really disheartening because just based off what you said, just, you know, just so I have a better understanding, you mean to tell me all those years where the University of Miami was on top, all those years where, you know, we were winning national championships, those national, us winning those national championships resulted in money being funneled into the school. Let me let right. me let me tell you what in, in so, that regard what it did so was it it, it did it did result BK in more students applying to school, and you know obviously that has residual revenue effects. More students apply, the more students that get in, the more money the school makes. Like right now, uh, I think the University of Miami is doing very well financially. They've been getting a lot of applications, you know, in right. recent years, and and the student bodies up and and things like that. Um, but all those buildings that you're talking about was really money that Donna Shalala raised. She raised billions of dollars. I mean, everybody hates her. I know because she didn't do it for athletics, but like she raised billions of dollars for the university and and made an enormous impact on the construction of buildings, the purchase of a hospital, and, and things well, like that. that. Had nothing that, to do with football. Right, that, like that that hurts to hear, Gary. Believe it or not, that hurts to hear because it's. I know, but it's. A tr- it's I'm just giving it to you straight. That's yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, I mean, I totally get it. I, you know, like I understand, but that really hurts to hear because if we would have had someone running the the athletic department with the wherewithal to realize the same thing, what Howard Schnellenberger realized, the the that you that you is is the University of Miami. They even took it on as the as the school's lo- logo, so to say, not just the football program's logo. That's marketable. And you mean to tell me that there was nobody that could have marketed what that is that in turn resulted it, uh, into bringing more income into the school? Now, granted, Alabama's Alabama. They're, you know, Clemson is Clemson. But, and I'm not being a homer, Gary. I traveled the world, and I've, you know, and, and, and I've seen this University of Miami logo in some of those strangest places you could imagine because it's marketable. And I feel that just based off of what, you, that what you're just telling me right now, what you just told me, that nobody really, you know, you know, took the opportunity to take it to the next level. That could re- that would have resulted in income, w- more income for not just for the program, you know, to, not just for the football program, but for the other athletic programs, so to say, and maybe to some degree to the school, like other colleges, are, you know, like are doing. But, you know, like, it, you, know, you know, like what we've been talking about, this whole thing has been pretty much mismanaged. And now I'm seeing it. This is the first time I'm actually seeing it. I'm understanding. Like everything you've been saying all these years, I, I just didn't understand it. But now I understand it. Like it's really been mismanaged for such an iconic brand to just be, you know, you know, just, uh, you know, you know, like this stuff's sufficient. You know, you know, that's enough for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the but, truth, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, that's, that, yeah. that, that's, that's the absolute truth. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. But, Gary, listen, thanks a lot. Keep me on hold. All right, BK, thanks for being part of the show as always, man.
right, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's move on now to the 706. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, it's Sebastian. What's up, Sebastian? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. What's the date, Gary? September 29th, right? 28th, 29th? Nope. <laughs> 28th. The date that me. The date that me and you have, November 6th, Georgia Tech. First call. Yeah, that's, weird that's right. What, what did you say about that? Remind me. I said that's the day that we're going to let go of Manny Diaz. I think Georgia Tech. Oh, okay, Tech that's right. You did, that's right. You, you did say I that. Said, yeah. Tech, and we're going to really, really get a chance to see. We won't have no excuses. We won't have nothing else to say. We won't have no more dialogue about this and that. The ACC Coast is going to be way out of reach. And then we'll be talking about where we go from here. Now, I'm not the kind of person that's just going to preach doom and gloom. I just want my first caller spot on November 6th. <laughs> what, what, uh, you, what you, listen, about, you, may have, you, you may have to message me in advance because I'll tell you right now, if you think you're beating you know, everything, well, we haven't even heard from Greg tonight, but if you think you're beating everything and Mike's stirring these guys to that first slot, I mean, like they got, they got the dang number on speed dial, trust me, and the minute that that system – opens up 15 minutes before the show i'm telling you right now they are hitting it so I, if you can be if you can get on your own to be the first caller man i'll salute you hey well you know what i'm gonna I'm do my best to try but you just i just want you to remember the date georgia tech I, I, i'm just telling yep. you just remember the date tech and you just know that man he called it he predicted it but you know this is what i want to talk about tonight what i want to talk about tonight is that coaching when I say coaching matters, I mean, we, because wherever we go from here, we have to realize that it all comes down to the head coach. The head coach is a difference maker. It's the person that sets the vision for the program that really, really kind of gets people to kind of buy in on where you want to take them. One of the things about being a great leader with a vision is you have to know, you, not that you have to have been there before, but you know how to get there. You know what there looks like. And I just don't know we have it in this, with this coach. I'll give you a primary example. When Butch came to Miami, he came to Miami, we would agree, in a much more weaker position than Manny D. came. With probation, the loss of scholarships, I mean, had to win with walk-offs and so forth. And I remember we had a classic game where we had to play Ohio State. I don't know if you remember that game, the first game of the season. We were breaking the brand-new quarterback. We didn't have a good season the year before when Kenny Kelly was starting, and we won that game. We weren't favored in that game. We won that game. And we ended up having a pretty decent season. I bring that up because all I'm asking is, if Manny's going to turn it around, he has to know he has to win a game that he's not favored to win a game. What all comes down to coaching, X's and O's, game planning, scheming, adjustments, and all that stuff. And we could look at his record. And you tell me, what game has he won that he wasn't supposed to win? He hasn't won one yet. He hasn't, he, he's, lost, he's lost pretty much almost every game against quality competition with the exception of a couple of the close games in the middle of last year against probably even competition. I mean, they did win the close games last year. De'Ara King played the most amazing game of his life at NC State. They pulled that one out. Um they pulled out the Virginia Tech game. Um, even 
the Virginia game was probably closer than the final score indicated. They pulled that one out. Uh, and there was one yeah. more close game. Uh, might have been Pittsburgh. Y- y- you know, the, like the record last year was eight and three, but it, it, it I mean, that that was about as favorable as you were going to get based on the way the team played. So, um, but in terms of beating a, a, a better team, or you know, I mean, they haven't come close. And and, and so, because at the end of the day, you know, we're going to say, and, I, and I'm not wishing for him to get fired. I'm just saying, November sixth. We're going to say what happened and, and why didn't he get it over? Because results matter. Results absolutely matter. And when we put a team on the field and we're talking about we're not even competitive, that that to me is a direct reflection of the coach. I mean, sometimes you go into a game where you know you're going to be outmatched. I remember when Miami was playing Florida State, when we know they were a top three program or whatnot, and we were losing 31 to 21. Up, jumped on them twenty-one to seven. You know, in Tallahassee. You know, it, it, it's the way you motivate your team to get ready to play and how they really show up on the field. I'm watching old clips of Oregon this past week or whatnot, and there's no doubt in my mind that they know who's running the show at Oregon. There's no doubt. <laughs> None whatsoever. None whatsoever. And, 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 and when we say he's running. What? I mean, the, num- the, num- the the guy that's projected to be the number one pick, the defensive end, five-star, recruited by everybody, he beat Alabama for that guy. Mm-hmm. Kayvon Thibodeau, you remember him? Mm-hmm. Yep. They need him back, too. He, he beat Alabama. You, I know. He, 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 you know, he, he beat him for it. So, before I leave, I just want you to know, uh, this is what I need your help with. We know what we know. When this season goes going forward or whatnot, what are some things if you could recommend to the coaches that they could do differently to give them a chance? Because at the end of the day, is he's going to get a contract extension. He takes us to ACC Coastal Championship, no doubt in my mind. We'll probably have a decent recruiting class. He's going to get a contract extension. But what are some things, three, four, five things you could recommend to the coaches that they can do right now as we go into ACC play that can make a big difference? I'll give you two. Number one, I don't see why Gerber Hall needs to be back at safety. I just don't know. I'll just take my chances with uh, Williams. Well, but here's I'll, the I'll thing. But here, but here's the thing: Is James Williams ready to hold up for sixty, seventy plays? I don't know about that one. Like you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and the only ones that really know that are the coaches that are out there on the practice field with it. Like, you know, the fans don't know that. Like, like the, you know, like, like even like those of us that are close to it. Like, you know, I'm not out there with James Williams every single play. You know, knowing whether he's doing the right thing and getting himself to the right spot and executing the defensive play call the right way. Uh, you know. We just expect the coaches to just throw him out there and, and put Gervin Hall on the bench. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I, I think everyone's going to be disappointed if that's what they're maybe, looking for. Maybe, maybe you don't put him on the bench, but I sure would be, I sure would be starting him. I sure would be increasing his snaps. I sure would be coaching him on the sideline when I bring him on the side or whatnot. I'm just saying he's a difference maker. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying he's a difference maker. I can't remember the last time Gervin Hall has made a play on the ball come down with an interception, had a big deflection. I'm just saying, Gary, I mean, we've been at this for three years, you know. 
But, you know, you could just put me on hold. Just don't remember, forget my date, November 6th. What are three things they can do that gives them the best shot to get through the season, to make it to win the Coastal? Because it's wide open. North Carolina has to beat us, and we have to lose twice. That's, a, dar- that's, a, that's a darn good question, man. I'll have to think about that one. Because I don't think it's as simple as okay. putting James Williams out there for Gervin Hall. Uh I just I I don't think it's that I don't think it's as simple as that. I'll have to come well, up with I, three. I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one I'll give you one other example. You know, if we're gonna play Tyler Van Dyke and Jay Garcia, I don't know if we can ever put them underneath center. But I would just do that just to change up the scheme because I can tell you right now, I cringe every time it's a third and two or a third and one and we try to run it up the middle. We have to know it's just not gonna work. It's just not going to work. We don't need to do it for the 48th time to figure out it ain't going to work. Try to draw them offside, try to get some motion, try to just kind of somewhat be creative. That's that's that's. The, I've given you two. I can tell you that, that that would start. Number three, I think we need to start Chance Williams over um, um, the linebacker that we got. Yeah, Chance has been looking. He's been looking like he's coming pretty he's quick. Been pretty, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, just a couple of things we can do. You can't tell me we're gonna lose the season because we started Chance Williams over uh, over the linebacker McCord. Chance has been making plays. Yes, he has. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just a few little things we can do differently that I think will just kind of hopefully just kind of yield some results. Because here's the reality. There's no team in the ACC right now that we that we just absolutely cannot beat. Clemson has shown us already. They've lost two games this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we can end up winning the ACC, but we can't do that if we don't make changes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll, so I'll, I'll agree. On, on all, show, all right, man. Sebastian. All right, you got it, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Five six three nine 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 three five five zero five six three nine 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 three five five zero. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Three things that Manny Diaz can do to turn the season around. Hmm. 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 So Sebastian says James Williams. Put him in at safety. Get Gervin Hall to the bench. Put get Chance Williams. Uh, more more reps. At defensive end, and um, in lieu of uh, Zach McLeod and uh, Jafari Harvey and those guys, okay, I could buy that. He's looked pretty good. What would number three be? Huh. We'll have to keep working, working on that one. Let's go to the eight five zero. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, how's it going, Gary? Doing good. How you doing tonight? Who's this? Oh, this is Travis up in Tally. What's up, Trav? Uh, another, another night. Uh, I'm just—I don't know if Steve's still on the line, but let me beat that drum for you, my friend, dude. Because the number one problem, the number one cancer, the number one thing that has to go in this organization is Blake James. I, I don't—I don't care about Manny Diaz being fired because if Manny Diaz is fired by Blake James, and that means Blake James gets to choose the next coach. He's had three opportunities to do it. Al Golden, laughingstock. Mark Rick on the way out the door. Now we got Manny Diaz. Do you really want him making a fourth coach? 
coaching call. That so yes, this is the number one thing. It doesn't matter about Manny Diaz being fired on November sixth. Who gives a crap? Because no one's going to pick up the phone that's worth a crap to listen to Blake James, dude. He's a laughing stock. He's a joke. He needs to go. I don't care that he got the athletic department to be self-sufficient. Great. That's your job. And if you don't think that we can do better than that, then, I mean, what are, what are we shooting for here? Mediocrity? Oh, he, you know, let's make a profit then. You know what I mean? Okay, that, that's just point number one. How, can I ask you a question? How many years has he been there? Blake, As our I, think AD? It, it, I think he's going on 10 now. 10 years. Okay, so we have three major athletics that we have. To, I mean, women's volleyball, golf, all that kind of stuff is great. But let's talk about baseball, basketball, and football. To my understanding, in the 10 tries for all three sports, that's 30 tries, we have gotten one ACC championship through basketball. That's my understanding. So if your record is one for 30, you need to be fired immediately. Like, I mean, you don't get promoted. You don't get to live your little dream of I get to be the AD at the University of Miami for as long as I goddamn want. Sorry for cussing. Like, get out, dude. You're done. You know, stick a fork in it. Okay. Um, I need clarification on this. I don't know if you can actually give it. Last week you were saying that um, Manny Diaz's contract is not dollar for dollar. It's not like his buyout wouldn't be $8 million for the, the no. final two years. But I keep seeing this everywhere, like on all kinds of stuff, that it is an $8 million buyout. Can you confirm either way? Um, I can't confirm at this point, but I, I will try to get a confirmation on that if I can. Uh, it never works that way. Uh, the buyout's always uh, – slide with each passing year um if i were going to guess what it is i would be guessing in the four range at this point so like two million a year half his contract yeah that's what i that that would make sense my point was going to be if it's a dollar for dollar contract blake james needs to be fired once again because yeah i agree first time coach that's not proven anything a guaranteed contract let's be real here so like man i it's that's to me, this whole program hinges on whether he keeps his job or not, and and that's my only point of the night, man. I, I don't, I don't recruiting, recruiting's dead. Let's actually I have one more point. A head coach when he gets hired, no matter who the head coach is at whatever place he's at, examples all over the board. If you're not taking off by year three, if every year is not a steady progression. And there's already questions about a hot seat, your job, you're being called out on ESPN, the fan base is already turning on you. I mean, and we're not talking about people like me that were calling for his job the moment that he was hired. We're talking about the people that called people like me trolls the whole time or finally like, Manny Diaz needs to be fired. You know what I mean? So, like, there's no coming back from this. So the writing's on the wall. The, the recruiting's dead. You can already guarantee that we're moving on at some point here when they get their head out of their ass to plan B and plan C and then transfer portal kids. And that's not how you build a program. We've watched 15 years of that go down and you can't get anywhere with it. You know what I mean? So like that, that that's my final point. Thank you for having me on fire Blake James. All right, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Let's go to the seven, two, seven. You're live on King sport live. Hey, Gary, it's Jake from St. Pete. How you doing today? What's up, Jake? How you doing this week? Doing good, doing good. I uh, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss for words with, with all these people who want us to lose. It, it blows my mind. The, 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 the whole ACC, this, we finally got a window where Clemson's down. Like what? You know what? Hey, they they lose two out of the next three. Goodbye. See you later, Manny. Good riddance. But this season is is not at a loss yet. And and look, is it game by game? Is it day by day? One hundred percent. This team doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt, or or you know, uh, uh, saying. No, they they need to show up week in and week out, no doubt about it. But like, I mean, you summed it up pretty well. They like anyone can win the ACC right now. Why the hell would you not root for your team to win the ACC? Talk about you know, forget Blake James, forget Manny D. What a catalyst that would be to to turn some things around here. Tell people, hey, we're we're building something. Clemson has been a big old roadblock in that and this year they're not I I mean you know it's not to say that you know there's just some pushover but strike like strike while the iron's hot here Uh, you know turn it around why not I don't know I I just don't get it that that blows my mind Uh, you know we got an empty stadium and everything and it's like well Why is the why is the athletic department going to put money into the to the athletic program? No one shows up. Everyone hates the team. They want to fire everyone, and it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. And then you wonder why uh, everyone hates. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I think everybody should just try to get some enjoyment out of the rest of the season. I really yeah, do. I mean, yeah. obviously, if they start if they start losing, then obviously, you know, there's going to be other issues. I'll be the play, first but... one to call for that. I'm going to be I, at the yeah. game on Thursday. I'm going but to be Thursday, like Thursday night, man. You got to be all in, and and you got to you got to beat. Oh yeah, you got to beat, beat Virginia. One game at a time. And if they yeah. keep putting them down, then uh, you know keep going. Like what? Four games into the season, we got eight more to go. We're zero and zero in the uh, uh, ACC, and there's a lot of teams in the ACC who have racked up conference losses who we thought were going to be a big problem. So you know what? Let's uh, let's see how it shakes out. Again, if they lose two out of the next three, fine. Call for his head. Get rid of him. Get rid of Blake. I don't care. But it's like, you know, root for your damn team. You know, enough about being right. Just <laughs> let's win. You want to talk about the best way to turn the program around? Win, win. It's the it is the only thing. These kids want to play for winners, so win. Um. Moving on from that, that that's just this. It just oh, it frustrates me. I mean, you know, look, if we're if we're eight games in the season and we're four and four, yeah, I'll be apoplectic if we don't have a new head coach or you know, Manny his uh, ass is not fire. But you know, four games into it, let's see how it plays out. That that uh, so I, I take it you did an interview with with Leonard Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um we, we sit down with him and we work on the blog together with him. Yeah, I, I love those blogs. They're they're, they're great. Yep. I, I I do enjoy those. Uh, you know, it's just good to get some insight and all that. But but that being said, do you think that was BS or do you think he? No, absolutely he not. Meant what he said. One hundred percent, he meant what he said. That there was zero you BS. One hundred percent. See, that to me, I, and I mean. 
again, I'm not a Manny apologist. And if, if he doesn't produce the results, I, I'd like for him to be gone just as much as anyone else. What I do wonder, just an observation here, but it, it seems like there are younger guys who are legitimately building. They're legitimately, uh, look, Romello Brinson, uh, Keyshawn Smith, Xavier Restrepo. You know, we could go through the names, but these guys from the last two or three recruiting classes seem to be coming on strong. The 2017 and 2018 guys seem just dead in the water, like they're just showing up for their job. And that, to me, is the biggest reason why I I don't want to just toss this season away, because it's like maybe you build some momentum with those younger guys. Those guys seem to be like – that I was I was half suspect when when I read that that article about Leonard Taylor just because all the BS I, I figured a lot of that might have just been sour grapes after I was at the Michigan State game I was beside myself uh, yesterday last week I got cut off human mad about that Michigan State game because they just quit in that fourth quarter but uh, but at the end of the day uh, seeing a kid recognize that. That is not normal for for the Miami type player or profile of the last decade or so. You know, the, 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 that didn't have the entitlement. That didn't have. That was a kid saying, "Hey, I need to get better. I'm going to work hard. I'm not thrilled about not being where I want to be, but I'm going to work at it." And mm-hmm. That's a good attitude, and like I, I can feel good great about attitude. it. I can feel good about it. He's yeah. a nice I mean, kid. That, that, He's a very nice kid, Leonard Taylor. Yeah, and I mean that—that's something I can root for, even if the results aren't there. Because that—that's a kid who I—I I think if he continues with that attitude, will be a stud for for our program. And you know, and if that attitude prevails, he becomes a leader. That's something you can build on, and so that—that's that's very refreshing to hear that. Uh, you know, that that he's uh, genuine with that. One other question I have, and I mean, this is just a purely hypothetical, but, uh, um, you know, I, I love having Alabama on the schedule. I, I think it's great. I, I prefer that we play that type of game every single year. I, I like the way some of these, uh, the schedule is shaping up over the next couple of years. One thing I absolutely hate, though, is playing these games the first game of the season. I... You know, Central Connecticut, I wasn't at the game last uh, last week. I had a, a 20th high school reunion, couldn't make it. I, I don't know if I would have gone either way. But, uh, you know, th- those games, I, I know you knock them, but I think they are kind of important. I, I don't I don't think that we need to go as bad as Central Connecticut State. That that was pretty yeah. That pretty that's a little bad. I you know it, it's like you can make the argument it gives you a chance to play your younger players and develop your younger players. I mean I'm not sure that they really got better play, going against that team in in that circumstance. Maybe maybe no, I'm wrong. Maybe they know, did. But here's here's my thing though. In in, in anything you do in life, doing something right matters and in practicing you know doing something right matters now yeah hypothetically you do that in practice for sure but i mean college football doesn't have a preseason there's a reason why there's a preseason in the nfl and in every other sports league 
it's so that you can you can get a little live action against someone who isn't your own and and, and get a feel for you know for what you got my problem is is when you schedule an Alabama and LSU and all that right to begin the season if the result doesn't go your way and we don't have guys who are used to this big game action it kind of sours the beginning of the season and like you know is our team national championship bound the hell no not a chance but were we maybe feeling bad for ourselves or we maybe you know like if we start the season a little like i again want alabama on the schedule 100% but like game 2 or 3 play a little bit of a powder puff i i would have preferred you know flip app state and alabama um you know the, the yeah, a couple but... of years ago flip central michigan and lsu it, it, our team but, he, is but, not... but, but 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 here's the thing jake if you start doing that aren't you just putting the final dagger in the program i mean it, it's like it, it's like no, no, if, get rid of those games most teams but, do it Did but, ohio state and Oregon I mean, play uh, right off the gun hell no most most teams play their tough game in the first or second week. Uh, you know, everybody can't play week two. There's TV slots and things like that. Um, listen, Miami will never be more relevant than it was week one this year. That's it. And, you know, you have to stay yeah, relevant. You're not like, relevant. You can't you make excuses the for the fact that the program isn't, be, isn't good enough. Like, I'm sorry. The program needs to be good enough. You need to be good enough to no, go play you're, real you're games whenever they're on the schedule. Too. I mean – it's it's like you know you're to sit here and say oh geez we made a mistake we we've hired we've we made we've made coaching hire mistakes so our program is fifty percent of what it should be um, we better you know um, you know, I don't know what word you want to use what soften the schedule I mean young can't, players can't think like that. we have a lot of guys who aren't they're not used to or not good at playing in those, those first games. So, but why, why Jake, because the program has been run so poorly. That's why not because Blake James is scheduling the games. The best thing that Blake James is doing as athletic director is he keeps getting Miami back to the national stage. I mean, he, he, he got the, he got the football team to Atlanta on that stage and the Canes nation showed up. I don't know if you were there. Okay. I mean, all, all I'm saying, oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. All I'm saying is, is like next two next two seasons, we've got A and M. Love those games, but we're playing them the second game of the year. I just yeah. like it better. You, well, you sometimes get, it works out that way. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, it depends. Yeah. When you're taking the neutral site games, they're often week one. Yeah, I know, and they they like the money that comes with that and everything else. I'm I think sure. they got five million dollars uh, yeah, to play that game. You know, that, that helps yeah, the athletic department and, uh, a lot. Yeah, but when you get your ass beat. <laughs> yeah, but you're not supposed <laughs> to get your ass recruiting. beat. That's my point. My point is I, Florida, when Florida played Alabama, they didn't get their ass beat. You're not supposed to get your ass beat. They played them week three. They you're supposed to be good three. enough. Get, they got to get good enough. Run the Florida program, sir. The first half the get first good week enough. Of the, uh, against FAU. They were, they were barely up by, against FAU at halftime uh, week one, you know. Do they play that game against Alabama and get their, their shit pushed in? There's a good chance. So, you know, it, it's look. You never want to play Alabama week one. I just I, I don't know. That, that's Why me. Alabama had to play Miami week one. They didn't they didn't didn't bother them any. 
run the program better, get good enough, and play anybody that they want to put on the schedule. Anything other than that to me, Jake, because I've been here for 40 years and I've seen it all, anything anything (laughs) other than that, like, don't waste your damn time, man. Get good enough. Be, be willing to play anybody at any place at any time and then go compete your ass off and, 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 and represent yourself in the proper fashion that the University of Miami football program has a chance to do, unlike most teams in America. How many teams in America have a talent base like this to use as, to use as a foundation? I don't know. I think, I think so. USC has it? I think. Oh, but not many. Highly overrated. It's, it, it's not overrated. Like Georgia, it, it might be overrated, Jake, in, in terms of being the end-all, be-all. I'll agree with you on that. It's not overrated as a foundation. The problem is yeah. the foundation is broken. I mean, we did go receivers and cornerbacks and defense yeah. backs. Right, and then you've got to be able to go outside and get your linemen. From time to time, but right, occasionally not, there's a London like Taylor. Right, you, but you've got to be able to go out and recruit. And you have to have you have no, to have no, the, the that, people in place that can like, do yeah, that. If Mario's on the table, you got to go get him. I mean, that, that's uh, now. Here's here's a hypothetical for you. Uh, um, end of the season. Let, let's say eight and four. Let's say we win the Coastal at eight and four. You know, there's, the ACC this year ain't very good. So, uh, that, what is your take on? I mean, and it's probably way too early to even even think of this, but like. You know, to me, there's only – like, I don't want to make change just to make change. Like, you see what's going on at, at FSU, and how's that working out? Um, to me, there's five guys in the nation who can turn this around, uh, who are gettable or even even remotely gettable. Like, yeah, you're not going to get Dabo. You're not going to get uh, Nick Saban, what have you. So take those guys off the table. You got maybe James Franklin, Dan Mullen – uh, Mario, obviously, um, Lane Kiffin, maybe maybe one or two other guys. Most of those guys have contracts, uh, you know, that are too big. So to me, Lane Kiffin and, and ironically Mario is probably one of the only gits who are even remotely financial financially feasible. So if we end and, up and, and Lane Kiffin before, can't recruit like Mario can recruit. No, he can't. He can't. But but he he's a pretty damn good coach, and he's turned some things he, around. He's that, a good coach, yes, but but he can't recruit like Mario can recruit. No, Mar- Mario is one A, B, and C, no doubt about it. So, but let's say at the end of the season, eight and four, we're kind of at a crossroad. What's you like? Because to me, I, I don't want to see change if if it's not going to be something significant. You know, I, I'd rather roll the dice, see what happens, or, or continue it out another year. Get, Manny an extension that has no guaranteed money or something like that. You know, I, I mean, Which can I, be done. I saw somebody saying, let's get Jed fish. Like, come on, you're, you're overreacting. Yeah. Like that, that, that would thing. be, that would be an absolute joke here. Yeah. <laughs> right. That'll work at Arizona where they're trying to go from being the worst team in the pack 12 to being like a middle of the pack. Pac the second worst he's, team. he's a very yeah. good coach. I mean, he, he's a very good offensive coach. Yeah, but he's not going to turn the tide here. He's not going to turn the, the tide at like, Miami. Absolutely if you're going to make the switch for you know a guy with a non-losing record, to me, it's got to be for a guy with a winning record. And really, you know, again, yeah, there's one or two guys who 
you get like, yeah, James Franklin or, or Mario Cristobal to me are the, you know, the only two. I don't know. That, that's it. I, I just, uh, th- this week, you know, it, it's, it's kind of nerve wracking because it seems that not only is the, the season, but the, the program is riding this razor's edge where it, it's just, a few things go right and it could start heading in the right direction, but anything goes wrong and it, oh, it could fall off a cliff and then we're, we're another three, four years out. Even, even with Mario, we're still, you know, two, three years out. It's, and it's just, you know, uh, I'd rather see things go right than, than go through this crap all again. And then, you know, again, we're talking what, maybe a 25% chance because there's no guarantee Mario's going to say, oh, no, I'll, I, I just want, went to the playoffs with Oregon, and, yeah, I'm going to jump ship here. So, you know, it would be nice, but, you know, that's not a guarantee. He's got a pretty nice situation going on. And, uh, you know. That's, that, that's a subject for down the road. That's that, you know, I don't think. Yeah, that's down the road. That's down the road. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you go. But, uh, yeah, let's see. You know, it would be real nice to see a big statement game this week. Hold Virginia in check. Their, their past game's been on fire. Be nice to see you know hold them 250, 300 yards, keep them in check, keep them out of the end zone. That would, that would be that would be nice. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see Thursday night. We'll find out. All right, Jake. Thank you for being part of the show, man. Have a good one. Appreciate it, Gary. All right, five six three nine 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 three five five zero five six three nine 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 three five five zero. You have heard me say this before. I'm going to say it again. Miami can be Miami. Miami does not have to be scared to schedule Alabama, LSU, Florida, Texas A&M, anybody. Miami needs to get good enough to play the games, period. Anything else is a bad excuse. And I I cringe when I hear people say, oh, my God, we're bringing this on ourselves. The schedule's too hard. Why are we playing Alabama? We have no no right playing Alabama. Oh, my God. God, we have no chance to beat Alabama. Baloney, get good enough to compete with Alabama. End of story. All right, 563 you hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And let's go now to the 386, where you are live on Kane Sport Live, as long as you think that Miami should play Alabama. Good evening, Gary. Who's this? It's Will. Uh, hey, I've What's up, Will? You think, you think the Canes should play Alabama, right? Should, should, should we be scared? Should, it, should the Canes I, be scared to schedule Alabama? Hell no. Thank you. Hell no. But I need you to put my mind. I got a couple of things, and I'm going to touch on them real quick, like I always do, let some other callers come on. But uh, I need you to put my mind at ease. I've been hearing all these rumors. I need a yay or nay. Do the school president at the University of Miami care about athletics? From what you've seen or know from his body of work, do he care no. about athletics? No, deep down inside his, his his veins, no, no, he doesn't. He he only he only cares to the degree that he has to 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 do his job. But the, the you know that narrative that he lets Blake James call the shots and run athletics is one hundred percent spot on. I mean, that, that that was not unfair. That was not false. That's the God honest truth. I mean, um, he lets the athletic director be the athletic director. And, it, you know, it's up to the athletic director to to do the job well. 
And if the athletic director's not doing the job well, then the athletic director's letting him down because no, he doesn't he doesn't sit there and worry about athletics every day, no chance. Okay, my second question is I, I think that uh you're trying to be optimistic about Manny, and I will admit, so am I. But the thing I want to say, Larry Coker, Randy Shannon, Al Golden, Mark Rick, all of these coaches got in trouble at Miami. None of them was able to turn it around. What has you optimistic that Manny can turn it around? I'm not optimistic. I mean, I, I, I like Manny. I don't blame Manny. I'm not optimistic at all. Why would I be optimistic? I, 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 I had this opinion the, the day the transaction got done. I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I've called it athletic director malpractice since day one. You know, it, it's like. Listen, I, I I like I like Blake James a lot. He's a, he's a nice dude, man. It, I just I can't believe that that's what he did with a blank slate for Miami Hurricanes football after everything that they went through in 2016 when they made the declaration to the fan base that they were all in on football and that they were going to spend whatever money they needed to spend to have the program. And they went and they they paid Mark Rick four million dollars a year, which was more than they'd ever paid a head coach. And they said, we are serious about football now. And then three years later, they took, they, they took it all back to square one by hiring a, 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 a coach that had never been a head coach before, that had no track record, had never recruited anybody, had never won anything in his career, had gotten fired from the best job he ever had. How do you make that candidate, whether it's Manny Diaz or Joe Smith, has nothing, no, no problem with Manny. Manny's, Manny's, you know, he's trying his ass off, Manny. But how do you how do you do that with no coaching search without taking five minutes to see who your candidates are? So no, I said that three years ago, and and I don't feel the least bit different about it. Three years later now, or two and a half years later, or whatever the hell it is, I guess it's three if you if you go back to the data date of the transaction, it's pretty much three. But I'm you know no, I don't feel any different. It was, it was insane what, what Blake James did. The question now is if, if he has to get himself out of it, what's, what's going to be? And, and, and that will be determined in the next four or five weeks by how these games go. And if Manny wins, wins them or wins four out of five or whatever, then he's going to get a chance to go to year four. And if he, it's going to get very loud and noisy on Kane Sport Live and everywhere else. Well, I tell you, this is the last point I'm going to make, and I'm going to hang up. This is, what, this is what drives me up the wall about Manny. He's constantly beating the drums about recruiting, 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 recruiting. This is what it's going to take. But you look at Miami roster. Let me make my point. It's only going to take about 30 seconds. You look at Miami roster, 70% of those guys that are on scholarship, that are on scholarship, could have gone anywhere that they chose to go. Anywhere that they chose to go. He brought in, okay, I'm going to name two guys on offense, two guys on defense. Gervin Hall, Nestor Severo, uh, Navon Donaldson, Jeremiah Payton, who's no, no longer even in the program. These guys are, he states these guys are game changers. These guys, these are the type of guys that you build 
programs through. So I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard a rumor that Nick Saban, you know, he landed a helicopter at Gervin Hall School. You look at Iowa State, BYU, Kentucky, Arkansas, Ole Miss, these teams, these pro, those five programs are winning. There is no way that that they have more talent than Miami, but these, these programs are constantly winning. There's no way they have more talent than Miami. Uh, Manny Diaz has been involved with Miami program for six years. I'm not talking about anything that anybody was preseason favorite, but that worked their way onto the uh, list by performing on the field. But when was the last time Miami had someone, a player, sitting at the ESPY Awards, a candidate, a Buckers candidate, a Lombardi candidate, a Olympic Award candidate? Manny Diaz's problem is he cannot, he is not developing guys, and he cannot, he cannot get guys to play at a high level. Those schools I just named, they are doing it with way on the less talent than Miami. Miami has the talent to win. They have the talent to win right now. These guys are not being developed. They are not playing at a high level. There is no way Virginia, North Carolina State, Pitt, there's no way those teams should have the same record Miami have in the ACC. Miami talent is head and shoulders above these teams. The guy can't get teams to play at a high level. He is not developing talent. It is no way. 70% of their roster that's on scholarship could have gone anywhere in the nation. He's been at where? Miami six years. I don't see, I don't, I don't see it happening. Will, it's where he is right, thing. it is about recruiting. But if you look back, and we do this every summer, we go back and we break down the five recruiting classes that make up that year's team. Go take a look at our State of the Youth series and go look at those and look at what's happened to the last five recruiting classes. You can't overcome like it's like you can't recruit at that level, and you know you can't hang your hat on the last recruiting class and say we got we got some good players in the last class. We got James Williams. We got Leonard Taylor. Um, it was a COVID year. And they did a great job of taking advantage of that. But now we're in a, not, in a, in a semi-COVID year where recruiting is back to normal and kids are taking visits and everything. And it looks like every top player from South Florida is leaving South Florida. I mean, how are you supposed to overcome that? Where you've got this great recruiting base and every top player in that recruiting base is leaving the area and not coming to your school. You can't – it's like and, – and then – so now you're recruiting – from the next tier, and it's going to be hit or miss like it's been. And they've been blowing 50% of recruiting classes. You know, like you see Jeremiah Payton a couple of years ago was the receiver in the class. Wow, Jeremiah Payton's going to be really good. Can't wait to see him develop. I mean, he barely played it down at Miami. He's gone. You know, I but mean, Gary, go on and on. Gary. You can go on and on. Kyle Leon Herbert's in the transfer portal last week. I mean, it just, it, it, just, it, just, it just never ends. It just keeps going on and on and on. And by the time you're done getting through all this attrition, you're on self-imposed probation because of all the mistakes you made. But, Gary, why, why aren't you recruiting three-star guys and getting them to perform like four- and five-star? And I want to make my last point. I promise you I'm going to hang up. You remember Manny Ferris year when we played Florida in, in Orlando and, and our offensive line gave up. I, I made this point last week. Our offensive line gave up double-digit sacks in that game. 
He, his comment after the game, well, this was his comment after the game. We have a young offensive line. One day those guys are going to be juniors and seniors, and we'll see what happens then. Well, you fast forward two years later, and offensive line is still a problem, and these guys are upperclassmen now. Correct. Same guys. Zion is marginally better. He's better. Um, but he's struggling for whatever reason so far this year. Um, you know, he, did, he didn't have a full training camp, and, you know, he's just having a hard time getting going. Uh, Navon is only playing uh, because Jalen Rivers got hurt. He was ready to be benched. Uh, they bounced DJ Scaife between right tackle. Now he's playing guard again. Um, Jared Williams lost the right tackle job in training camp. Now he's starting to right guard. Corey Gaynor's hurt, but he was getting his ass kicked before that. I mean, yeah, like you're absolutely right. <laughs> that, why why have they not? You talk about recruiting. What was that? That was the start of uh, three seasons ago. This is year three. So okay. two, I mean, I mean, why have they been unable, other than Jalen Rivers, to recruit offensive linemen that are starting caliber and better than what they're playing with right now? Why have they been unable to recruit linebackers that are better than what they're playing with right now? I mean, you go down this roster. We think running back is so great, and I think it's going to get a lot better Thursday when Jalen Knighton comes back. But we think running back is so great. How much better was that kid, the Walker kid at Michigan State, how much better was Kenneth Walker, who transferred to Michigan State, from Wake Forest, how much better was he than any running back on the Miami roster right now? And we think running back is one of our positions where we're pretty good. You know, we got Don Chaney. I know he's hurt now. We got Knighton. You got Cam Harris. You got Cody Brown. Thad Franklin flashed the other day in that game. But that kid for Michigan State that transferred from Wake Forest, I guarantee you would by, be far and away the best running back on the Miami roster. So if you go up and down this roster at almost every position, you're hoping James Williams becomes an elite player at safety, but Gervin Hall and Bubba Bolden are not elite. I mean, even Bubba Bolden, Bubba was horrible the second half of last year, and he hasn't looked markedly better in in those games this year against real competition. Cornerbacks, I mean, Corey Couch is okay. He's okay. You know, Tyreek upgraded it, but – you know, I don't, I don't know that you know that right now you would say Tyreek is an elite cornerback. He's trying to become one. We are, we just talked about linebackers. We you're no place at linebacker, defensive tackle. I mean, so so we want Leonard Taylor to replace the three guys that are playing, four guys that are playing. He hasn't learned the plays yet, but that means the four guys that are playing are not world beaters. They're just they're they're guys. They're you know they're trying hard. They're good kids. But my point is no, this roster. This roster is no place, Will. It's no place. Well, let me, let me say this, and I'm, I'm hanging up. Last year during, during fall camp, we heard all these wonderful things about Bradley Jennings. This year, it was Michael Redding. Where is Michael Redding at? He, he's been passed up by Romello Brinson. And like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, he's he looked okay in training camp, but Romello Brinson has looked better than okay. So Romello Brinson's kind of passed him, passed by him. 
So you got Keyshawn Smith is playing. You got Harley and Restrepo in the slot. Um, I mean, there's only so many guys that can play at a time. All right, Gary. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you taking my call. All right, Will. Always a pleasure. 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. We're in hour number three. Power through this thing. Try to get everybody on tonight. Let's go to the 757. You're live on Keith Sport Live. Man, let me tell you something. This Kane King. Shout out to Ross. Shout out to Mike King. Man, look, I'm sick of this stuff. Recruit, recruit. Manny, Manny. President, this, that. They ain't got no heart. Clinton and them, they did a good job. They played St. Thomas or Clinton or Kellum High School down here. Yeah, but they got heart. Yeah, I get sick of you because when you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, man, just be real. Y'all always say talent. We need to recruit better, true. We done had people leave, true. People leaving, why? We don't know. But we got talent on the tennis. Now, for the people that don't want us to win, forget the bullshit. I want to win. We still fire, man, ass. Then on top of that, no, I don't want to hear. You always got something to say. I've been liking the game as long as you've been The NFL are yawning. They're yawning when they look. Like, I, I keep hearing, well, there's talent, there's talent. Yeah, there's talent, but there's not elite talent. Okay, no, no, I, I didn't say elite. I said there's talent. Yeah. But like the man just said, we recruit just as good as anybody else in the ACC besides Clemson, sometimes Florida State. Everybody else is under us. Why they look much better than us? Virginia Tech defense always look better than us. Virginia and them look better than why? Why? The answer is why. Hell, we might play Old Dominion in struggle. Why? Old Dominion got better town than us? North State got better town than us? I'm in the 757 area. That's what I'm dealing with. I don't believe it's BS. It's called heart. You give a person heart and they can do what they want. Like the young man just said, give me some three stars and build them up. I don't need a bunch of five stars. The NFL won't based on all superstars. Tom Brady was what? Six-round pick, one, and you know what happens. He was a gifted player and came all the way up to the top and won a billion Super Bowls. I mean, they can do what they want with man. But you know what I really want? Here's what I want. I'm going to make this quick. Go ahead and give me crystal ball. Everybody been screaming for this month for years and years and years. Five man if you lose one of the next two games, call crystal ball. Do cheating like everybody else. Hey, man, we want you to come to Miami. Just say you're coming. We'll give you all the money you want. You can recruit anybody you want. You can get your whole staff. If we don't win with crystal ball, everybody wants to go to hell. Point blank here. I ain't got no more to say. I'm done. Let's beat Virginia, Carolina. And matter of fact, you run out on the field with some boxing shorts on and take the ball when we win. I'm out of here. Peace. Sorry, right, Kane Kane. You want to know what the most disturbing thing I've heard <laughs> lately was when we interviewed the coach for Central Connecticut State last week. And God bless him, man. He's candid as hell. But he said that when he was reviewing Miami's film from the first part of the season, that he noticed a marked difference in effort level from the Alabama game to the other games. And that he thought that top to bottom, everybody was not playing as hard as as they were playing against Alabama. And, like, if that's really true, and I can only assume it is, I mean, he's a football coach, he's watching tape, and certainly the results – would support them. I mean, that's like, that tells you you have a culture problem. Um, you know, if the kids don't feel motivated and, you know, for whatever reason that, that you have a culture problem, if, if that's the case. And that's certainly, you know, I know Manny's got a long list, but 
I mean, that's something that, that if that's really if, if that's really accurate and the Miami coaches are seeing the same thing when they self-scout, that's a big problem because, you know, you can't show up for one game a year just because it's an elite opponent. 563-999-3550, hit one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Uh, let's go now to the 561. You are live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Gary? Scooter, man. How's what's up, man? Scooter? How you doing, man? Um, man, I can't get through this show. I don't know. This show is like driving me crazy. Like the whole show, I think you got to get these people in check a little bit. Like everybody's calling a fireman, he fireman. They don't have any points. Or there's a fireman, he fireman. There's like a certain type of person, I guess, that, go, that populates that website that they want to fire the coach every three years. So, you know, every three years what they want to do is they want to get a new coach. They want to get a new coach. Scooter, I don't think that's coach. the case. So, I, I don't think there's that, no, that's the case. I, th- I, think that, I think you've got a lot of intelligent fans here, and I think if all oh, you have to do is so. – Scooter, all you got to do is watch what's been going on the last three years. And They're just saying fire Manny. I mean, okay, if, let, if, let me if, if Manny – oh, listen, I, if Manny can't win this year, how many years are you going to go continue like this? I mean, I, like I know I personally – Felt like, and and I like Manny. And I thought when he got the Temple job, it was the greatest thing in the world for Manny. But getting the Miami job and having to come do this, this job right. is hard, All man. Right. Scooter, so this look, is not look, an easy I'll, job, I'll, dude. I'll explain it to you. I, I don't, you know, I'll just say my piece on it. So, okay, let's say let's you get one of these people on the line. Let's fire Manny. We're going we're gonna to fire Manny right now. We're gonna and then you, okay, we're gonna. What if you fire Manny? Let's just think this through. I'll, I'll explain it like a child or whatever. You fire no, me. I agree with you. I know where you're going. You're gonna call. Agree. You're gonna call. No, you. You're gonna call Mario Crystal. They're gonna. We're gonna get Mario Crystal Ball. Okay. You fire Manny right now. Okay. We're right in the middle of. We're gonna start our ACC schedule. Okay. It's like we're mm-hmm. starting a race, and they're like, throw away the car, throw away the car, and and what are we gonna do? Oh, we're gonna get a four. Mario Crystal Ball is not gonna come and coach us versus Virginia. Nope. Okay. When you're negotiating a deal with Mario Crystal, it's gonna take a little time. You're going to have to put out feelers. You're going to have to see if he's even interested in the job. You're going to have to gather the money. You're going to have, he's going to have to assemble a staff. It's something that's done after the season. Yeah, but, and right what if he's not interested, Scooter? Scooter, what, what if he's not interested? What if you can't get him? Now what are you going to do? That's what I'm saying. Well, what are they going to say? Oh, we'll get Nick Saban. We'll get Nick Or we'll get no. whatever. These coaches are not coming. And even if they're coming, it's going to take a while to get a coach of that caliber to come here. You're, he's not going to come midseason. So let's no. just say, let's just say Manny has a bad year. Okay, fine. Let him have his year. We fire him, and then we take the whole summer, the whole off season, to get a real staff. Okay, that's just the first. That's just the first thing. Well, you don't have Number that kind two. of time. Remember, you got a signing day the third week of December. Well, who cares about it? If you get a good coach, it's going back to you just want to fire the coach every three years. No, oh, no. But my my point is, it's a little more complicated than what you're saying. But you're making great points in that. You got to take a look at who you're going to be able to hire. Uh, you you, know, you don't just fire fi- you don't just fire Manny to hire Al Golden again. Well, you you like, don't just throw away the year to hire another idiot. And they, what they want correct. to do is they just want to get a coach every correct because every, every one of these every mistake you make is a five year mistake. So it's like you know you, you can't fire just Manny keep going. right now. Mario Cristobal is not going to come in the next game. Okay, you got to you got to take your time when you do these decisions. Put out feelers. All he has to do is call up Crystal Ball, whatever he needs to do, 
and say, hey, are you interested in the job? Yeah, and then you start the negotiation. You're not going to fire Manny right before you start ACC, you know, your, your schedule. Okay, that, that's just the first thing. The second thing is is that, I mean, goddamn, these people are not excited about the, the – I know we played a bad team, but the we got Leonard Taylor, five-star Leonard Taylor, James Williams. These are going to like be like centerpieces of our team. We've already talked about the players we have aren't all that. They're not going to win that that much with like Bubba Bolden and uh, who's the guy in the middle of uh, Neto Silvera. We got to replace them with key players. So we got some good roots, some good foundations that are coming. These three amigo with these uh, wide receivers, they're great, man. Even Derrick King, it's a blessing in disguise. So we're going to get a nice young quarterback. They're going to grow with these three amigo receivers. We got Leonard Taylor, James. Dude, get excited about this year. The season's just starting. These people are haters, every single one of them. You've got to calm them down. The one guy was a fucking coward. He didn't even want to play a good team. He's like, we're playing Alabama. I was getting excited. He's like, oh, no, we we got to play, uh, you know, I don't know who, who he wants to play. Dude, they got a bunch of young kids. They have to flush out some of these stunts. Okay, Bubba Bolton, the safeties, uh, Amari Carter, Gil Frierson. Just We got to wait a little bit of time, get them out of here. And we got to get this new crop in and see how good they do. Control your these listeners, bro, because they're saying the same thing over and over. I can't even listen to the show. Well, fire Manny, scooter. fire Manny, fire Manny. Okay, but, but what are you going to do when you fire Manny? You, you, you better start. You better have be along the road in an idea of who you're going to replace them with. I totally agree with you because if Manny. you just fire Manny to hire any, just to hire anybody but Manny, that's so a they joke. Wanna, they want to hire somebody every three years. Yeah, but you can't. Do, you, wanna, you're they, you're they right. You can't. You year. can't do that at this point. If you're going to fire Manny, you better be firing him to hire somebody who's big time, or else don't waste your okay, time. But, but wait a minute. When you hire somebody that's big time, are you going to do that in like a week? No, no you got to do. You got to be able. To but but you, you also deal. could do it in five minutes, Scooter. You, no, you work. It's called back. It's called back. It's called back channel. Back channel communication. Well, you, if you're going to get like an Urban Meyer or somebody, somebody of that caliber, you got to really put something together, a big package together. And you know these. This, this, but you're going to have to do that for anybody, big time. You you got you got you you got to be prepared to do that before you even make a phone call. You think well, the University whatever. of Miami gonna, can call I'm Mario gonna... Cristobal and not be not be ready to do whatever it takes? And I'm not talking about paying him ten million a year. Like like you can't even make the phone call if you if the commitment's not in place, you can't make the phone call. Yeah. Anytime the last thing I'm say, anytime anybody says, "Oh, you know what? I was at the game and we were losing." I, I was on the side. I couldn't believe it. They were joking around. They were playing around. And I, I mean, like the people who are judging how they're doing based off of like the uh, the physical appearance of the players and and saying how they don't care. You don't know if a player cares or not. That's a very like. And then the other thing they'll say is like they got to start yelling at the players more. Like you got to start undressing and humiliating these players. It's like they're a bunch of idiots. I don't know. I can't. I can't listen to the show anymore. You got to control these people when they come in with the the I want to fire Manny and and, and they're you know uh, Gervin Hall or whatever that is. You got to slow them down, dude. There's nobody else to back them up at this but, point. But we're starting ACC. So I have to slow them down if they don't agree with you. Come on, man. Like, that's not fair. No, yeah, you got to respect. You got to respect other people's opinions too. Well, you know, I mean, you're making great. You're making be, great points. I I agree. Tomorrow, I agree a lot with I'm what you're saying, but it doesn't Thursday. mean any points that everybody else makes is wrong. I mean, come on, man. 
That's what it, that, that, you know. That's if everyone's entitled to their different opinions. Okay. All right, man. Keep it up. All right, man. Hey, thanks, Bro. Scooter. Right. Talk to you next week, hopefully. Um, don't 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 boycott us. Come on, man. I mean, like people have different opinions, and so some some people are right, some people are wrong, some people are partially right, but certainly are entitled to opinions. Five six three nine 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 three five five zero. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. But what Scooter says is true. You you don't fire Manny Diaz without a plan to replace him because you're at that point exposing yourself to just going around in circles and that's what the University of Miami has been doing for 20 years just going around in circles and that is not working let's go to the 202 you're live on Kane Sport Live Gary oh my yes, god thank you for letting me go after this clown you just got off the mic first and foremost first wait who's foremost, this this is Deuce from DC hey Lord what's up mercy. Deuce What's up, my man? This guy comes on here and sasses everybody's opinion, and he has the <laughs> wildest opinion that. of us all. <laughs> Gary, he's telling people to stop yelling fire him. No one is saying you have to fire him today or tomorrow. We're saying that we're hoping you're going in that direction, right? You've been looking at a product on the field, his, his product, for three years. It's not working. You can look at a coach in three years and tell if it's working or it's not. It's not working. He has he's changed so many different things about the staff, the program, and everything. It's not working. He does not know what he's doing. He's trying, but he does not know. It is not his fault to an extent. It is what not I do his blame fault. Him for is, what I do blame him for is getting up there and, and making excuses for the president and the board of trustees because you know the you know the, the the fact of the matter is he is living proof that they are not serious about football because they employed him. Are you kidding me? They employed him. They they are not serious. Giving okay, Gary Manny Diaz has been at the University of Miami for six years. You know how many people he's got drafted that he's recruited? Uh, I don't have to tally. I mean, I haven't. I haven't figured out the number. You, you want me to tell you? Want me to it's tell not. You? It's it's not many. Jonathan Garvin and Gregory Rousseau, out of all of the players that he has recruited since December of 2016, two of them have gotten drafted. One of them barely got drafted. That's an indictment on him as a defensive coach. Period. You've been here six years, and two people have been drafted that you recruited. What is he recruiting? What ten to fifteen kids a year over the last six years? Scooter's talking about oh we got to wait for these guys to leave. No, we don't have to wait for these guys to leave. Gervin Hall has been making mistakes since twenty nineteen, fourth and seventeen, the the the, the touchdown against North Carolina the, on 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 a corner post. Amari Carter has been missing tackles for three years. John Ford has been doing nothing for three years. Bradley Jennings has been blowing assignments for three years. Why are we waiting? The whole point of recruit, recruiting, Gary, is to recruit players that are better than the ones you have and play them. You don't get better by playing the worst people because they've been there the longest. Granted, Leonard Taylor's not ready to start. He is ready to take snaps. One Ninety six and ninety one with the game with the game on the line. Let me stop you, Deuce. With the game on the line, okay. 
He he admits himself okay, he has no Gary. clue what he's doing on the field yet. Gary. Would you Prime put him out there right? with the game on the line if you're the coach? Gary. In the first quarter against Alabama, the game was over. Okay? The game was okay, over. Okay, but, but, but are you – no, seriously. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm serious oh, me, with this me, question. You're not answering my question. I'm, he He's a kid that is honest as hell who admits he doesn't have a clue what he's doing out there. Would okay. You put, if, if you're Jeff Simpson you can, and you're Manny Diaz and, you, and, and, and half of South Florida wants to send you packing to uh, Cancun – and and your career and your job's on the line. Are you going to put a kid out there on the field with a game in balance with no clue what he's Gary. doing? I'm going to – Gary, I'm not saying that, but I'm going to find right. Simpson out the game to put him in a game, Gary. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you to put him in a third but and you four. Can fight. If I'm the games saying, are close, if the games are close and, and, and they're, Gary, they're, they're life and death battles into the fourth quarter, where's that opportunity? Gary, why are we in a dogfight against Appalachian State? That's not Leonard Taylor's fault. That's Manny Diaz's fault, Gary. That's nothing to do with Leonard Taylor. That's not his fault. That's not his fault. He could have, matter of fact, he could have got. No, but that. But what I'm saying is, you can't. Well. That doesn't mean he could put Leonard Taylor out there to save the day. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Let, let me move. Let me. Maybe let me a, hopefully a month from now he can. Hopefully a month from that's now. That's very true. But that's very true, Gary. But he's but, a dead man walking. Everybody sees it. So no one's going to be quiet and root. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're not saying we're rooting against them to Scooter. We're not rooting against them. But we see everything. The University of Miami doesn't want to see it because they look at it like it's going to cost them money. But everybody else sees what we're seeing. Teams are laughing at us. People don't take us seriously. What, two and, two, and, two and four, two and five in our last six games or so? We, Manny Diaz hasn't beaten anyone he was supposed to beat let alone anyone he wasn't, he wasn't supposed to be. We've never come out and looked good on offensive defense on the same game. We've never come out and played an excellent first quarter on, on both sides of the football. If we score 14 points, we've given up 17 points or 10 points. We always look like, like we, we had a lobotomy. Like we, we, we always look like we're brain dead. And then all of a sudden when we're down 21, then, oh, now we want to start acting like we want to play. This is – that's the markings of bad coaching. This man has changed every single coach on his staff, with the exception of his friends, right? Now, one of his friends had to leave and get another job. He wasn't going to let him go. The st- Packy can't coach special teams. Like, what are we doing, Gary? Seriously. This, this is shenanigans. Kirk Herbstreit did the University of Miami a favor because it made them look in the mirror. At the end of the day, they have to do some soul searching. They don't want to fire the athletic director of a failing athletic program or department, whatever you want to call it, because he fundraises. Like, you can't get someone else in there to fundraise and get football people in there to, to, to make decisions that need to be made. Come on. In six years, this guy has had two people drafted. He's not going to have anyone drafted off his defense again this year that he recruited. Six years, Gary. Has Al Golden got no, people drafted man. in the first round. D'Onofrio got people drafted in the first round at Miami and Temple, as terrible as he was. Manny Diaz, think about this. This is, this is another thing, and, I, and I'll, I'll get off because I know people want to get on. I, I, I've, gave this, I've given this deep thought, right? Since he started coaching, he's never had to play his own recruits until he got to Miami. You can go all the way back to NC State. He never stayed anywhere long enough where he can see a class through and watch him develop, right? So he doesn't know what he's doing, Gary. That's why he's that's why he's asking John Ford 
and these guys to come back. Because he, he's thinking, that, oh, because they're 23, they're going to figure it out. He's the same player he was when he came in right now. He might be a little stronger, he might be a little bigger, but he's not better. You think about the linebackers that we had. The two that left, okay, Shaq and Mike, they afforded you the opportunity to mess up maybe once or twice and still get a couple of good linebackers because you had them for four years. And out of all of those guys you recruited to replace them, you had to move a safety down, and you still haven't recruited another guy to play any of the positions. This is how terrible it is, Gary. We only have two linebacker spots. It's not like we're playing four like Alabama or Georgia might play. We can't field two linebackers. He plays a safety that instead of making a tackle, hits another man. And then the other guy that he decides to play as a senior, this is the tackle. We have on one over there, guys. They missed the tackle. A, a freshman had to run down the field and save the day. Like, fundamentally, his defense is horrible. It's, he sets no edges. His blitzes come from 87 yards away. His blitzes come from the tunnel. Like, what are we doing? I eyes are not fooling us. You're sitting there watching bad football. Game after game after game. And Scooter wants us to shut the hell up because he wants us to root for this year. Anybody that <laughs> likes the University of Miami, anybody that likes the University of Miami wants us to win every single game. I want us to win every game we play. The fact of the matter is these dumbasses in the, in the administration are stupid enough to say, oh, if Miami wins the Coastal this year, we're heading in the right direction. No, the Coastal had to fall apart simultaneously with us falling apart for us to even talk about winning it. And you don't want to go in a different direction? Are you nuts? Steve? Hold I on a minute. Everything Steve said. Deuce, Deuce, hold on, hold on a minute. Scooter, are you still there? Scooter, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Yo. You you hearing what Deuce is saying? Does it make more sense to you? It's over your head. Wait, 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 this is the exact, you found him. This is the guy. He wants to fire Manny, and then he's going to fire another coach in three years. He's going to fire another coach in three years, and another one. And he's going to keep hey, Gary. going. He, he, hey, Gary, did, did, I, did I ever say that, Gary? That's not what he said. Scooter, that isn't what he said. That's not what he said. Scooter, Scooter, you're, you're, you're thinking too small, Scooter. It's you're going a over your head. Cell, bro. We, you're the reason why we've your head, like seven different coaches in like ten years. You're the problem. No, you're the reason – you, you're the reason why they won't get any better because you what still support. You're going to fire Manny, then you're going to get another coach, then you're going to get any another coach, coach and another any coach. coach. Is that what you do? That's your plan? Hey, Gary. Yeah, hey, Gary, since like he's 12, you don't sound like you know much old, football. Any coach, what's the matter, any coach you don't like football? Any coach can come in here and go 15 and 12, Gary. Any coach can come in here and go 15 and 12. We have all these players from Miami that chose Miami, five-star players. James Williams, and Leonard Taylor, and we got not Thaddeus Franklin. You're not, you're not, not excited playing. about seeing them play? You and don't want to see playing. them play? Well, they're going to play. James Williams will play. is going to play more this What do you think going to happen, bro? This guy's just a hater. He doesn't want to see people how, play. Gary, he doesn't want to see hater, players come and succeed. Scoot, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a hater. And you know what, Gary? Gary, if you keep these people on, I can't listen to the show. I can't no, get them Every one of them. Oh, we got to fire man. We got to fire man. And if you ask them who you're going to replace Manny with, they're going to go, oh, look at uh, Mario Cristobal. Mario Cristobal. They got like one answer. Gary, Mario Cri- Gary. And then if they don't do that, they'll say, did I say any of that, Gary? 
Gary, did I say anything? No, 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 you didn't. Do you think Mario Cristobal this guy, is going to leave Oregon and come to Miami? You're out of your mind. This guy is going to leave Scooter, I'm putting you back on hold for a minute. Here was the point I was trying to make to Scooter, is that you're coming at it from an entirely different point of view than he's coming at at it from and 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 you're both you're both making you're both making good points from your point of view i mean his point of view that you know the whole just fire manny for the hell of firing manny is a good point i mean like if you're going to fire manny the university has to have a plan otherwise it's stupidity um he's not wrong about that you're making great points from the other point of view that what's been going on here for three years is not good enough and it's not getting better and it hasn't been good enough and it's not getting better. I mean, you start off a new season right now. All right, Alabama, fine, but you weren't even competitive. And then you're in. You, Gary, a, a you play a team of, with a pulse, Gary. You play a team with a pulse. You play a team with a pulse and you lose. And you lose, every, correct. And, 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 Gary, and. that we lose. We look terrible losing. No, I understand. I, 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 I get it. That's what I'm trying to tell Scooter. Like, you're not wrong. And you're on the opposite. Like, oh, what are you? You're <laughs> on the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum from where he was. And he makes some good points, but you're not wrong either. Like, it's like, you're not wrong. Like, no. like you know, and, okay. and, we, and when Florida man, goes and plays them higher, down to the final play, like, exactly. that's a bad look. Exactly. And, and if they fire him, all I'm saying is you get the correct football people in place to make a football decision about the next coach. I don't care about who it is or what, but any coach can come can come to Miami and go 15 and 12. He, listen, this, this, oh, my God. Gary, Scooter is, is out of his, he lost to FIU, Louisiana Tech, and Duke, okay? Okay? They gave that him was another the end, That was the end of year one. Yes. Then the end, of, the end of year two team. lost to North Carolina, giving up more yards than any than any defense in school in history, and losing to Oklahoma State, and now you start this got year bent over by Clemson. To, to Michigan State. Got bent over by Clemson, right? Almost and, got beat by Central Michigan and uh, Appalachian State. I mean, yeah, the ledger is oh, horrendous. It's, but, it's, it's terrible, Gary. And 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 another thing that that, that we tend to forget about him is uh, is another uh, it was another loss he had that I was on. I, I, I totally forget. But nevertheless. You don't need five years to look at this guy and say, "Oh, let's give him no, a chance." But, but all, all that said, Scooter, if, going... if they win, if they win Thursday night, then they got to go to North Carolina and find a way to win that. And now they're in the heart of the ACC race, and Manny won't get fired because that'll be progress. If, if you win the Coastal and you get to Charlotte, I don't care how average the conference is, Manny's not getting fired. That's going to be progress. I agree. But anything so less than that is not progress. If, if, if you, if you go 50-50 in all these games, these last eight games, and you're sitting there with six losses at the end of the year, six and six, no, that's not good enough. Hey, so Gary, it's going to take care of itself it. here. It's going to take care of all itself. All that's going to happen is this. If they don't fire him this year, they're going to fire him in 22. If they don't fire him in 22, they're going to fire him in 23. He does not have what it takes. You, you have to get a guy in that, that can recruit, like you said, linemen, Okay. He's been here three years. Our line is going backwards. We have the oldest line in the country, and they're terrible, okay? We have the oldest defensive line in the country, and they're terrible. This guy brings McLeod back for, for his 100th year for what? To eat up snaps? He's not making the difference. And I'm not saying that we have anybody that, 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 could, that could replace him. That's not my job. There's, there's nobody to replace him. Thank God he came back. His, because the, guy, the other guys at that position, I mean, Chance Williams is starting to flash. But, you know, has Jafari Harvey Gary, made a play this that's year? That's his no. job. 
His job is to replace those players. I understand, but they're, he, but they're not doing that well enough. All right, Deuce, listen. You may, hey, Deuce, awesome call. Great points. Um, give us a call yes, next sir. week. Let's see, let's see what happens Thursday night. I got, I got three more guys I want to get on tonight, so um, I don't want to leave anybody hanging. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, all right? All right, man. Yes, Thanks for the call. All right, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. We're in the home stretch here. Um, let's go to the 404. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Finally, Uki gets on. What's up, Uki? Uki, are you really a Miami fan? Tell me the truth. I'm starting to wonder. What are you talking about, bro? Are you really questioning me? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just starting to wonder. Nah, Gary. (laughs) I'm just, yo. I'm I'm teasing you. I'm I'm teasing you, man. Listen, what we're seeing here from these last two calls is you've got, and, and both those guys are absolutely fans, like you got different opinions on different ends of the spectrums. I mean, it's like, it, it doesn't mean anybody's right or wrong. I mean, this is a hard time to be a Miami fan. This is not an easy, it's true. <laughs> this is not easy, man. True, but Gary, let's stop saying it's been the last three years, because it's been the past 15, okay? I agree. For, 20. For, last 20, for really. But for the exception of maybe that one win season that we have with Mark Rick, which still ended in a way poorly, in Miami fashion, that's it. It's been the same thing year in and year out. And I really called because I really wanted to talk about just sideline antics are really getting on my nerves, Gary. I get it. Every program has their little turnover prop or whatever they're doing, but it's just absolutely ridiculous what I see going on on Miami sideline. I watch. Yeah. I don't just watch Miami football. So I watch games throughout throughout the week. I'm watching Arkansas. I'm watching. Oh, you're, 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 you're right, Uki. What are the What are the touchdown rings doing out when you're playing Central Connecticut State? Come on, man. Like, what, what's the What's the turnover chain doing out of the suitcase when you're getting blown out by Alabama? Like, you can't do stuff like that. You talk about image that Uki. That's way worse than anything Kirk Herbstreit said. And coaches are taking pictures with players on the sideline. I mean, it's it's it's, it's corny. It's corny. There's nothing. I, you I you don't see that on Alabama's sideline. You don't see it on Georgia's sideline. You don't see it on Ohio State's sideline. You don't see it on Clemson's sideline. You don't see it on Oregon's sideline. Like they, there's not that crap's not going on 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 the programs that are winning. A rap video. It's like a damn rap video. It's, it's supposed to be football. I mean, I'm all for kids I, 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 having a good time, but if you, if if you got a you're beating a team 69 to nothing and you got to be whipping out touchdown rings, I I agree with you. I don't like it. And, and Gary, please, I, at some point, can we please ask him about that? Like, I just I just want to understand uh, the mindset. Dude, I'm not that. Just, I'm not going there. That's not my. That, listen, that's Manny's decision. And, 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 I'm not, and another thing, yeah. all the, and all the people that's talking about, the, you know, playing young guys and stuff like that, I don't think under, people understand. We just played Central Connecticut, okay? I don't care. I get nothing out of this game. I get nothing out of this game. We literally played a team that's probably up from Miami Central, and people are going crazy talking about play the new play the young guys. Going forward, for what? You don't think it would have been the same outcome if you played every veteran 
Saturday, I, you, you learn nothing from that. I, like seriously, like this is the this is my thing when it comes to recruiting, right? I look at it like a cook, like a cook. Some people can go to the grocery store. You know, you can buy groceries, Gary. You can buy groceries. But can you get in the kitchen and actually cook the damn meal? And, and that's the problem. We, we, we don't have good cooks. If recruiting was a five-star restaurant, my money would be because we don't have good cooks. I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm so... Over this crap about the, the the playing the young players, it makes no sense. It makes no sense, and you and you're going to see why it don't make it makes no sense when we play against Virginia. You're going to see all this, all that crap y'all saw against Central Connecticut. You're not going to see that against Virginia, and everybody's going to come back down to earth, and everybody's going to want to put whoever back on the bench. Because they're not – it's not going to make a difference when you play, whether it's Garvin, whether it's Williams. It's just – you guys just want to just be excited for the new guy. It's going to be the same shit. And now you get to play against a, a little better of an opponent in Virginia, which they're horrible. They're okay on offense. Their defense is not playing well, and it's weird as hell because their coach is a defensive guy. I don't know how – how it fell apart on him on the defensive side of the ball, but it has. Yeah, Gary. I, 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 I'm just uh, – I'm trying right, to dude. find okay, – Hang in there, man. Let's see what happens Thursday night. Getting, right. uh, come back on next Tuesday. All right? All right. We'll talk to you then. Have a good one. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad. You want to come on the show. Um, let's go to the – 786, you're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is Flex. Long time. Uh, long hey, time man. No what's up, Flex? Yeah, that's been a while. How you been? Yeah, long time listening. Real good. I got the best call of the night for you. hope I have time. I'll start real quick. You have time. Uh, Go, man. I heard people talking about, uh, you know, why should we fire Manny right now? You see what USC just did to Todd Hilton? They canned him. You know why they canned him? Because that program is serious about football, and they see the writing on the wall. To Scooter DuPont's uh, uh, argument that we shouldn't fire Manny, I don't know what the hell he's looking at. Like, you don't have to wait until it actually starts raining to see that the clouds are dark as hell sitting over the top of you. Um, as far as, Gary, I see you make some comments on the message board with, uh, with one of the uh, uh, subscribers about playing time with players, and you always make the, the analogy of, hey, the coaches are at practice watching these guys practice, and they play the best players. That's not true, Gary. Uh, I didn't say that. Point, no, I said they're in practice of making those evaluations. Now, whether they're making hey, the right decision, hey, I have no idea. No, well, Gary, and that's why we're telling you they're not. And uh, case in point, Scott Patchen, Gregory Russo, let's move forward. That's just, that's just, that's yeah, just that was one a bad example. one. I agree. Mike Harley Mike, – oh, there's been plenty of them. Mike Harley – Mike Harley should not – listen, here, 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 I'll give you one. Uh, uh, Van Dyke told someone that the best cornerback on the team after Tyreek Stevens got there was DJ Ivey, and he told this person this over and over again. This is just what we're dealing with at University of Miami. I didn't even want to say that, but I, it just popped in my head. Here, moving forward, Mike Harley, he should not start at all. 
He's a fifth-year or sixth-year senior, a super senior. He's dropped already three or four balls this year. Why is he continuing to play? It makes no sense at all. It makes he had four good games last year. Before that, his 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 uh his work showed that he's a he's a ball dropper. Then he had four good games, and we thought he was just going to change after four good games. Whereas in his in his his entire career, he's been a ball dropper. Okay, check this out. Someone else made a statement about why uh, we want to get rid of Manny now instead of worried about us, you know, competing for a coastal. Because you know why? Because at the University of Miami, our standards are national championships, not coastals. And so we see the we want the long term success of this program, and that's why. We want Manny gone now. We don't give a shit about what goes on this year because we know, and you do too, Gary, you've been around it 40 years. You ain't been around it 40 years being blind. You know Manny will never get us there. He doesn't have it. Oh, here, uh, moving forward. Carol Sofer, uh, I can tell you for a fact that she's uh, told some of the board that she's going to stop coming to the games if she continues to see what's going on. Moving forward, uh, given Mark Rick. When Mark Rick was hired, right, it was a bad hire. It was a complete bad hire. Mark Rick had showed you for 15 years what he what he was capable of doing, which is why Georgia let him go. Totally bad hire. But the good thing that Mark Rick, Mark Rick did, he got the indoor practice facility built. He raised the level of, of, of money being spent at the University of Miami, and he gave the money back on the contract, which gave us, and you've all, and I've heard you speak on it several times, he gave us a gift that's never given. And what did we do with it? Blake James said, this is what Blake said. Blake said he hired Manny because he was there day to day, and he's seen what Manny did in the program, and he knows he's the right guy. This is what Blake said. I don't know if you remember that, but that's what he said. And I'll even go further. Blake was, in, was enamored about Manny's brainchild of the turnover chain and the rings. This is what Blake said. All right, moving forward. Okay, um, I don't know if and, and Gary, I don't want you to take this out of context. This is not anything racial or 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 or, or prejudice. I'm going to put that out there before I say this. But let me tell you one of the problems we have at the University of Miami. That it's just a fact, and it's a cultural thing, right? The 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 presidents in the SEC in the Big Ten, they're American-born, homegrown, which means this. It only means that the culture that they grew up in is sports and football, and they care. If you look at our administration, right, even look at uh, the lady Miss Silver right now, right, if you look at the president, Julio Frank, right, people, please don't take this out of context, right, but their culture, if you look at their go, – go Google their names and look at their family history, where they come from. Julio Frank's from Mexico City. He's a Jewish man from Mexico City. Now, what does that all mean? It only means that culturally those people don't adhere to football and sports the way that American-grown people do. So how does it affect us? Because when they get in those positions of power, it's not, it, it's not important to them. You go look at the presidents at Alabama, Arkansas, any other Big Ten schools, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan all of those schools, those people are American-born, homegrown, and they care about sports. Right? That's, only, that's the only point I'm making. At the University of Miami, our president now, even Julio Frank, I just told you what his background is, Mexico City-born, Jewish background. Those people t usually, right, not in a bad way, just a cultural fact, they don't care about football. And that's who we have leading our, our uh, athletic operations. 
And then they give it to a guy like Blake James. Yeah, I met Blake on several different occasions by being at the Heck Center or being at the uh, at the basketball arena when I go watch the games. You know, I'll, you know, hey, Blake, how you doing? Shake it down or whatever. And I watch his demeanor and his, and his whole situation, look at his background. He has no business being our athletic director. And the only thing I hold your feet to the fire about, Gary, is that, Gary, I understand, I told you this before, that you have to go in there and interview those guys. You have to walk a very fine line because you're at the program, you're a major figure as far as uh, uh, press goes in our program, and I know you got to walk a fine line. But I told you this last year or year before, I don't remember, but I told you, Gary, you have enough money in the bank. And I don't mean physical money. I mean cachet of you being there for so long and the following that you have. I'm talking about that kind of money right, that you can go a little further in pushing the envelope and making this and helping this program to get back. I see it done at other programs all the time when I go onto their, like, uh, their YouTube channels or their message boards or what have you. Guys that have been there a long time, they really go in on the coaches way more than you do when they see the writing on the wall. Moving on uh, about coaching and when you can see it right, how I can see it right away. Look at the University of Arkansas right now. They have a coach over there by the name of Sam Pittman, right? Sam Pittman did the same thing that we did at the University of Miami. He brought back all of these what they call super seniors, right, guys who could have left, right? And look what he's doing. And what is it, year two for him, Gary? I think it is over there, Sam Pittman. I think it's year two, right? Yeah, he's doing a heck of a job now. You know, he's still got to get through the rest of the season, but yeah. (laughs) No, no, Gary, 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 of course. But we can. what I'm saying is, Gary, you can see the coaching right away. And, and, Gary, another thing that I have to tell you that I've heard you say 50,000 times, I wish you would stop. I hear you say all the time, recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Gary, it's not recruiting. And when I say it's not recruiting, don't take that out of context. But you always put the cart before the horse. It's coaching. Because, Gary, we, ha- we have – Can it be both? Enough Flex, can it no, be both? No, it can't be. No, Gary, let, let me say my point, and then, you say, I'll tell, and then you tell me what you think. It can't be. It has to be one above the other, Right. And then the other super follows, right? Case in point, when you we have more talent on paper, according to all of the services, than every other program in the ACC except one, Clemson. So what is what should that give us? That should give us if we had adequate coaching, the ACC championship game. Now here's what happens. Now watch this. Pay attention. When you get there consistently, when you consistently win at what your talent level is. Our talent level has been at nine and ten wins every year. Every year on paper, our talent says, according to all of the the recruiting services, that's the only thing we have to go by, and that's what you're going by, our talent says we should be winning nine or ten games. Okay, now what does that get you? That gets you program uh, 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 trajectory upward. And what does that give you? That gives you the next year your recruiting classes get better. And then the next year, that's what happened to Clemson. And then next year, guess what happens? They get better. And then guess what happens next year? They get better. And then it breaks through. And then it becomes a self-feeding engine because now it's on a, it's on a, it's on a, it's on a level now that it just feeds itself like Miami used to do. It just fed itself. It recruited itself. But you can't get there without coaching. It's coaching. I think it's Gary, both. I think it's coaching and recruiting, which is directly tied to the coaches. I mean, no argument Gary. there. It's not one thing. But we have yeah. the, we have the players, but we can't win. How you keep saying that? All right, dude. Okay, the NFL the good. NFL will disagree with you seriously. I mean, if you talk to an NFL scout, Gary, which I do, Gary, uh, on, on about the talent Gary, uh, the talent the NFL, level on this team flex, they they just say it's not even close. 
just telling you. I hate right, so, listen. So I'm gonna let you run. I got two more guys I got to get on tonight. Yeah, call back in next Tuesday and let's continue the conversation. All right. Thanks, Flex. Thanks for being part of the show, man. All right, five six three nine 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 three five five zero. Actually, no, I'm not going to give you the number because I only got time for these two guys. Let's go to the eight four five. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing? This hey, what's Greg. up, Greg? Where you? Where you been all night, man? I wasn't calling tonight until I heard some of these knuckleheads on the on the line here. This guy doesn't want to fire Manny Diaz. I'll give you a couple reasons why they should. If you take out last week's scrimmage against a, a little better than a high school squad, we are 116th in the country in offense with points per game and 118th in defense out of 130 teams. That's why we should fire Manny Diaz. Are those updated it's stats? I haven't, I haven't looked. Are those yes. updated even updated. after last game? Wow. No, no, no. I took out last week's. Oh, okay. That, all right. That, yeah, right, right, right. I said, yeah, you got to take out last week to get any. Yeah, but yeah. All right. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's pathetic. Uh, did, did I hear you correctly say that we got $5 million for playing Alabama? I believe that that's what they made for playing in that game, yeah. Oh, we did. You know what? Why don't we take four of it and get rid of Manny Diaz tonight? Okay? <laughs> don't tell me we don't have any money. We nobody says it. Nobody, I haven't heard anybody say the University of Miami doesn't have money. Listen, athletics okay. took a hit last year because of COVID. But the university uh-huh. is doing very well. And, and you know, they, listen, they have money. Okay. You, you said that you, you, Manny would rather keep Gervin Hall in than James Williams. No, I, I said I don't you know, see James Williams getting sixty. I don't see I don't see okay. them giving James Williams sixty seventy snaps Thursday night. Okay. I, I, I think James will get more. I think they're going to phase him in and give him more than what he was getting earlier. But are they ready to let give him the whole you, load? I doubt it. Let me ask you a question: If we're tied on the last drive Thursday night, who who wow. would you rather have? Uh, as a receiver, D. Wiggins or Romello Brinson? Right. No, no that's yeah, that's obvious at this point. D. Yeah, Wiggins can't catch a cold. I can't get over it. He just keeps dry. I mean, he's always open. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say that. He's, he's always open, man. But, God, he's always dropping the ball. Yeah. He's like 7-11. He's always open. Big shit. Who cares if he's open? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. You were mentioning that running back, that running back from Michigan State that lit yeah. us up. He Kenneth did Walker, squat yeah. against Nebraska. Nebraska really? shut him down. Did, did they did really? Nothing. Wow. Yeah, they barely. They got lucky. They returned the punt for a touchdown to tie the game. How many yards did he have in that game? Who, I, get, I don't think he had more than sixty. Okay. Wow. And the quarterback that we made, right, the guy we made look like Tom Brady did nothing against Nebraska. That shows you how pathetic Manny Diaz is. Well, Nebraska's not good at all. Yeah, well, they they almost beat Michigan State at Michigan State. What does that tell you? And Wake Forest, we're worried about Virginia this week? Wake Forest smoked Virginia last week. Wake Forest... Do they have any four stars? I don't think they do. Because they, they're well coached. 
Wow, you're right. You're this right, Greg. This guy knows 19, how to coach. That kid had 19 carries, 61 yards against Nebraska. Wow. There you go. What do you have, 170 against Manny Diaz? Yeah. All right. Wow. All right. So what? What do you think's gonna happen if we don't win this? If we get blown out like we did at the Orange Bowl by Virginia that year, will they fire Manny Diaz? Um, if they lose forty to ten it, this week, does he? Is they, he gone? I think all bets are off if that happens. All bets are off. Oh, okay. But let's see what happens. Let's all have right. that conversation I'll let next you week. Go. I, I, yeah, I got one more guy we got to get on. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right, Greg. Gary. Thanks all for right. calling in, man. All right, last call of the night. Let's go to the 504. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this evening? Yeah, what's up, man? It's Roland from the wall. What's up, Roland? Take us home. What you got? Man, I just want to say, why the hell is Mark Pope playing cornerback right now? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, said, well, I, I don't think it's worth the practice field reps, quite frankly. I don't get it. But, you know, he wanted to try all, it. All I want to say, not, not, not an emotional, this is a thoughtful uh, comment. And um, listen, it's so difficult to watch University of Miami not being a powerhouse, and it starts from the top down. And you have to, well, you know what? Not you have to. They um, they need to make. They got to make changes. They got. They have to. Manny Diaz, man, it's uh, it's bad. It's it's bad. It really is. I mean. You got guys that are performing um, from from a from a transfer portal more than you got guys that are recruiting that they recruited, and from a de- developmental standpoint, I, I don't see the guys in development. You know, I just want to get your opinion on that, and I have one more comment. I, I personally think it's a combination. I, I think that that. You know, the the quality of the recruiting that's been going on has been a bit deceiving. I'm not sure it's been as good as it's been packaged at times. I'm not sure it's as good as what the rankings have said it's been at times. Um, I think the proof's in the pudding on that. And then I think in some cases the coaching hasn't been well enough and the kids aren't getting developed well enough. And uh, certainly the game planning hasn't been good enough. Of course they're not getting developed. I mean, ridiculous, man. We, we, this, this is the Miami, what are we, 15, 16 years? Miami, this is the this is the the break where either they're gonna make that decision to say, hey, you know what, we want to make that move and be where Miami's supposed to be. Are you think about all alumni, and I'm not gonna get into that, but it's just uh, forget. Uh, I don't even know the school uh, that that they played last week, but uh, irregardless, they they have to make changes, man. And I'm, I'm not talking about position changes. And I'm not talking about uh, recruiting. I'm talking about from the top down. They and and I'm so glad Herb Street made that comment because it's, it's, it's when you think of Miami, you think of powerhouse. You don't think of second tier. And I, and people, you know, it's you know, you talk about the stadium and all this other BS. But um, it's uh, I mean, <laughs> all those kids coming out of South Florida, they. they it's no one in the world, even if it's a three-star, a four-star, a five-star, from a developmental standpoint, um, these guys are not getting developed. Um, and I hate to call for anybody's job, but uh, we, we really need to make a change from AD and, as well as head coach. 
and and, and that yeah they, they yeah they, they they need to they have to it's not it's not it's not a let's think about it let's let's make a decision the decision has already been made and I think it should be to move forward you know that's what it is. All right, Roland. Hey, thanks for getting in at the end here, and um, give us a call next Tuesday a little earlier, and we'll continue the conversation. I appreciate it, Gary. Keep doing your thing. All right, man. man. Great, great hearing from you as always. Yeah. All right, guys. That's going to do it for tonight. I want to thank everybody that called in. Um, an animated show, a lot of great opinions. Uh, Scooter DuPont, not everyone's going to agree with you. It doesn't mean you're all wrong either. I mean, everyone's got different viewpoints, and that's the beauty of life. That's this show. The message boards, it's everybody gets to share their opinion and uh, get heard. So uh, we'll see what happens Thursday night at Hard Rock. This defense that they're going against is not very good, man. Got to put points on the board. But be aware, be, be, be aware of what this Virginia offense amazingly is capable of doing this year. I mean, you know, they, they've gone from a relatively conservative gimmick-type offense to an explosive passing game have gotten some really good players in. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out on Thursday night, and then we'll be back next Tuesday to talk about it some more. So uh, until next time, I'll say good night and goodbye, everybody.